What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 226. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, joined by the full crew who is back and ready for debate today. I can feel it coming. It depends on your definition of ready, but yes, absolutely. (laughs) Very true. Very true. And I'm not actually even ready for debate, so I don't know why I said that. But we are here. We are ready. We have games to talk about. We have news to talk about. And we've got this amazing panel to do that with. Mr. Ty Guy Travis is back from his adventures north of the border. Little known fact, Travis's favorite country in the world is actually Canada. And we were talking just before the show about how uh, he may move up there. So we may have to adjust the show for his future residence. He's a real naturalist. Yeah. Yeah. McClunky. And no, Canada is the hellscape. I will never return if I can help it. Um, glad to be back. I love Canada. No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. Here's an anecdote about Canada that I think we can all get behind about why it's terrible. Just one one of many examples. Well, actually, I'll give you two examples. The first one is in the first 15 minutes I was in Canada, I met more adult men who believe in ghosts than I have ever met in the United States in my entire life. And they offered this information to me, by the way. They were just brought it up like, oh, let me tell you about all my ghosts I've met. And I was like, you, all right. I need did to you get mention them in your place. review of the Ghostbusters game? No, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> ghosts at all. They offered this information up freely and out of nowhere. And I was just like, dude, I need to get out of here. And then I was looking forward to after the wedding, they were going to take us bowling. And we went to the bowling alley and I was like, finally, some good old bowling. I get there. The balls are this big. It was did not the, have uh, holes yeah. in them. There's only five yep. pins that are super far apart and you throw the ball three times. And I was like, I'm out. I need to get out of this country. This is the worst <laughs> place I've ever been. So anyway. And the, pin, the pins were flat on both the sides, right? Top and bottom? I flat? don't remember. I think I blacked that night out. I really did not enjoy my time there. Anyway, it wasn't worth Amazing. the money to go to the wedding and I'm sad. But uh, anyway, I'm back and it's great. And I'm reviewing games and it's good. Things are normal. So Wait, you're reviewing a game and it's good? That doesn't sound right. I'm reviewing games and reviewing is good. I didn't Those say are the disparate things. Yeah, yeah, separate. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. As always, Mr. Hoaglaw in the house. Lawyers and Dragons yesterday. How'd it go, my friend? Oh, Lawyers and Dragons was just the first part of an epic internet odyssey for me yesterday. Lawyers and Dragons went very well. I, I did end in a perilous state. We won't spoil anything, but uh, we'll see how it goes for my character in, in Lawyers and Dragons. Uh, And then I was able to participate in one of the coolest things ever, which is that my buddy, uh, fellow lawyer on YouTube, Ian Runkle of Runkle of the Bailey and fellow video game fan. If we ever want to have a guest, I'm sure he would love to come on, Uh, Mm -hmm. although he would tell us it's freaking early uh, in the mountain time zone. Uh, He uh, was raising money for charity. It was Extra Life Day yesterday. Yes. And uh, so I helped. I helped. I I kept him awake, I think. I, I kept conversations going. For what ultimately was two sessions of like another seven or eight hours Um, and uh, finishing up at two in the morning is when we actually ended last night. But then we post showed and talked for a little bit more. And so even with falling back for the end of daylight savings, uh, I'm still uh, I'm still waking up. We still got uh, we still got some caffeine here uh, because I'm going to need it. But but Mr. Runkle raised $50,000 for a children's hospital uh, and was at like the fourth or fifth ranked in the world uh, when we ended the 24 hour extra live stream. So uh, that always feels good folks. And his link is still available 
if you want to donate to that, he is an awesome guy. And you can check out all 24 hours of him slowly going crazy from lack of sleep uh, on, <laughs> on his channel. So That's don't mean awesome. to pitch other people's channels, but he's a great guy. It was a great cause and it was a lot of fun. No, it's amazing. I saw that they were over 50,000. I couldn't believe it. Uh, a lot of good work yesterday. Uh, it's kind of sad I couldn't partake this year. I have the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Well, if you wind up doing it again, I will bounce between channels because I uh, I, I, I like to be uh, helpful to wake people up. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I was hoping it, it was last night, as you said, on the 5th, and the big update to Halo is Tuesday the 8th. I was hoping to do a big custom Halo game night, but the plans I have require what's coming on Tuesday. So uh, I see, we okay. may do... We yeah, we may do a night here in the next couple of weeks uh, and kind of get some people together. But yeah, good times. That's awesome. All right, Mr. Rodriguez, rocking the gaming dino shirt this morning. Good morning, brother. Uh, what's up? See, this makes sense now because I was like, where is Hogue on Twitter when Michigan is playing? I only got like two tweets. Yeah. <laughs> I was literally watching that game between the two sessions I mean, of, you had of to being be. on with Ian, but I was yeah. I was uh, recuperating. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no doubt. It was... I mean, especially after that first half, and then all of a sudden something that yeah it was crazy. It was crazy, but it was good. I good for your. I your don't uh, follow college football. Uh, I am proud to say I know more about football than Travis does, but I don't think that's really much. My no. um, well, Wolverines are still undefeated, baby. I heard from friends who are really into college football last night, and correct me where I'm wrong here, but Michigan could be in the top five rank, could be top three. Oh, that'll be top three. Week. It's almost yeah, certainly sure. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigion. Yes, but I mean, it doesn't really matter because Michigan plays Ohio State at the end of the year, so it's it it does yeah. none of that matters. Yeah, uh, let's I, all just celebrate just, that Alabama lost, and that's well, why college football that. is very weird. Sorry, yeah. Alabama fans, we're no. going to celebrate Alabama's out of the playoffs for the first time ever. I don't know. It's it's yes. a glorious day, Dan. Thank you for that. It's a holy no day. <laughs> no problem. Uh, one of my peers in my career work uh, is from Alabama, graduate. He's alumni. Uh, and he is a diehard Bama with a big sign behind him on every meeting we have and talks about them all the time. So I'm sure that my other peers who are Ohio State, Michigan, a few others will be uh, it'll be some interesting conversations this week. Oh, it was so. a glorious day. <laughs> no, heck, Ohio State down near lost. I mean, it was it was a glorious day. OK. All right. For Google sure, man, man says, is this about baseball? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Astros apparently won the World Series. I, I don't follow did. that either, but they won last night. So there you go. Yeah. Punch me in my face. Gosh, I hate those guys. I'm with you, Gecko. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Houston fans. I'm just, I, I can't get over the cheating scandal. I'm never going yeah. to be over it. So tough, tough. I really I, want to Philly to win. And, and they lost They lost two championships in one day last yesterday. They lost Wait, the Philly lost two in one day? They lost the MLS. Oh, well, then I'm a happy in the man. In shootout. They, <laughs> and they lost. And they lost the World Series. So now it's just the Eagles, you know, and I'm rooting for them because Jason Kelsey is uh, amazing. If you say and, you're uh, rooting for the Eagles and you're not yeah. from Philly, it means you've never been to Philly. Well, you know, <laughs> that may Aren't be they true. undefeated? Uh, yeah, they're undefeated. Yeah. They're amazing. I mean, I, I, mostly, I'm mostly rooting for one of the Kelsey brothers. That's all I'm doing. They got a new podcast called New Heights. You should check it out. It's amazing. If you're a football no, player, I love that good. my presence here can get we can, we can keep Travis silent for like five. <laughs> I'm just gonna move right. between sports. We're gonna hit the NBA and the NHL next. It's gonna be great. I'm down for NHL talk, but uh, yeah, okay. let's not bore everyone. Um, so anyway, good morning, everyone. Good to see you here with us, or good afternoon if you're over in Europe uh, talking about the Premier League. I think something happened with Arsenal this morning. I don't know. We'll see. Um, 
Anyway, before we get started, we do have a question that uh, our good friend Sardinisms posed to me last week, but I said I wanted to hold it for this week when Travis was back because I figured he would have some commentary on it too. And I think it's actually a pretty good question because it's uh, it's kind of true. And what she asked was, whenever mobile games come up, it's always a separate, more casual, lesser category as compared to PC or console games. To be fair, there's a lot of cashy... Oh, Cashy Crush clones. I, okay. Candy Crush clones out there in a lot of gotcha <laughs> games where, you know, you get the best characters, AFK win, etc. But there are also some really good mobile games. Genshin Impact is on mobile as well as the creator's previous game. There's a mobile Octopath Traveler, which uses the same combat system with a minimalized UI. Turn-based mobile installment of uh, Tuhu Project Series. I don't know what that is. Um, not to mention classic games getting ported to mobile and sold as the full game. So is the impression of mobile games among non-mobile gamers fair? Is there still a real distinction between them in form, or is it more in market, uh, or should there be no distinction at all? I thought that was a good question. I mean, well, I'll give you a quick my, my impression of this. The reason I don't mobile game and the, the difference between the two are a giant TV, uh, convenience, comfort, uh, controls. I'm just not, you know... Why would I play on the small? Like if for some of my Geshen Impact, I can play it on the PS5. I can buy Traveler. I can play on the PS5. Call of Duty Mobile is huge. PUBG Mobile is huge. PUBG and, Mobile is huge. Yeah, you know, gigantic. You know, so these games, you know, are huge. So if 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 you want to play on that, you know, and, and use your little controls or a controller Bluetooth to it or whatever you want to do, that's fine. I say for me anyway, it's more of you know, I why would I play any of these games here? That you know are that I can play on my big screen. That's that's called kind of always how I've been. I'm, I'm just not really a mobile gamer. I think that the games are fine, you know, especially these ones that are kind of making that transition, you know, you know between the two. That's that's fine if you want to take it on. You know, it, it all depends on the person, really. It's all kind of subjective to what you prefer to play on, you know. And as, as far as I'm going, I don't know how much more they are. Uh, monetized you know how, how many more microtransactions are in something that are you know it's probably pretty similar i would guess i don't play call of duty so i would guess call of duty mobile and your regular call of duty would have probably similar amounts of microtransactions but i don't know you know i think i think it's a fair you know you can really make that distinction just just physically just you know between like you know what you're playing and stuff so that's all i got i would only offer that I, I think it's important to kind of reject one of the conceits there in the question, which is that gamers, plastic box gamers, console gamers, PC gamers are not mobile gamers. I, I, I suspect the overlap between people that actually play on console and whatnot and occasionally at minimum play something on their phone is universal. I, I don't know anybody that doesn't play something occasionally. I'm currently playing Marvel Snap. Um yeah, we could talk about Marvel Snap, Travis. Marvel <laughs> Snap is excellent, folks. Uh, I'm, I'm currently playing Marvel Snap, uh, but uh, I also have that Octopath Traveler game. Uh, and it's a matter of patterns, right? Like, I can sit down and be ready to play a JRPG in front of my TV, and it can be a long game. I, you know, I'm, I'm playing through the Trails of Cold Steel series, uh, which mm. is awesome, by the way. Uh, and you sit down and you you get ready for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, depending. I know that sure. doesn't seem like a long time to like really hardcore gamers. In 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 my life, if I get two hours to do that, it's, it feels mm -hmm. like six years. Uh, but Octopath Travel, I don't think 
works as well on the mobile. And so I think you get those interactions between, um, as Dan said, I got a TV, I got a couch, I got a controller. And now this is compromised in some at least minor way of not enjoying the controls or the screen size or anything else. Or if you're me, do I have a, do I have a battery ready? This is my work phone. Hmm. We gotta not. We gotta not drain. How much battery does Marvel Snap take? Okay, we gotta plan this out a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I, I would, uh, I would agree, uh, <clears throat> Travis. It's funny. I saw you pull up Marvel Snap because uh, the guy who reviewed that for us really, really enjoyed it, and he gave it a really good review. Okay. Um, are we gonna play right now? Are we just? Are we gonna have? Like, <laughs> can we all play a game of Marvel Snap Love quietly? No. no, Love you, Adam. Marvel Snap. What's going on? I, I, I had to block that account on Twitter this week. All right. it was all over the place. Snap. We're gonna play Marvel Snap just for a couple minutes yeah. in a segment. Can you okay. PvP? Oh can I challenge you, Hogue? Or oh, that's that, coming you know, this fall, Travis. We can just right. have a we can have a daily right. game. This is Paul. Daily game of Marvel Snap. What are you doing? Sardinism. I, I, I think what you'll be did? surprised I know. by my discarding it's... deck. My discarding deck is pretty OP. Ho. <laughs> all right. You know what? First of all, I'm ready to go, Travis. I got a pretty Let's good deck it. myself. What's your deck? What's your strat? What are you doing, huh? You, oh, you moving? Not... Are you moving cards from lane to lane? Huh? Oh, no, I have a, I have a destroy all. I have a destroy all worlds deck. Oh, destroy. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. Hey, you know I got a destruction deck. You gotta you gotta pull out that carnage. Okay, you gotta pull out that. Uh, <laughs> I think this segment proves that you can have fun with mobile games first. Marble yeah. snap. Okay, so just to be clear, yo, yes, Marble snap is uh, is a special game. Uh, and like you'll 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 know that as soon as you play it. Uh, but it's uh, the point. Yeah, I think it defeats the point, which is that, yeah, Travis and I obviously focus on, uh, you know, more whatever hardcore games. I, it's a silly term, uh, but you can present if you take account of the format and the function and everything else, a fantastic mobile game. But it's a different experience in a console game. And so I think it's lesser because I, there generally isn't a lot of hobbyist articles you're going to write about marvel snap or it's lore or anything like that when you can dive deeper into the stuff that's on consoles or pc no i i agree that's kind of where i was going is uh the experiences have never been as fulfilling to me and to dan's point i'm in the same boat where if i'm if i'm at home i'm not playing on my phone or my i don't even play on my steam deck at home um if i'm traveling uh the only time you know i really have time to play anything would be either sitting on the plane or sitting on the plane pretty much um and then i'm playing on my steam deck which is pretty much a, a much superior i would argue uh kind of experience um depending on the game maybe but uh from a control perspective screen perspective to my phone so uh there, i just don't find a lot of opportunity to play mobile games personally but that's just me i mean it goes without saying anyone watching this show i'm sure knows that the mobile market in terms of gaming revenue is dominant uh, over all forms combined, all other forms combined. Um, I want to say it's approaching $100 billion annually, uh, which is the total gaming market is about $165 billion annually, I believe, in 2022 is the estimate. So something right. like that. I think it's about two-thirds of the total gaming market. So it goes without saying, you know, us who are saying we don't game on mobile, we're, we're certainly not the, the market here. But um, I don't think – I think the conversation between it having a distinction between the lesser form is still valid to some degree, but maybe not as valid as it used to be, if that makes sense. I think mobile gaming has come a long way. Yeah, if I can offer a differing opinion, I don't think there should be any distinguishment distinguishing between the two. I think okay. games are games. I think, obviously, the platform is different, uh, just as 
you know, VR is a completely different platform from console gaming. And I think that the market is probably different, but I love mobile games. And there's lots of people that I work with at IGN who are like kind of mobile first gamers. Like I know Max Scoville, like is always playing like two or three mobile games at a time. And I'm just like, damn, this guy like hella likes mobile games. Okay. Um, and uh, I, the thing I love about mobile games is that um you it's so super accessible it's the most accessible platform which is why there's so many people that play it and yep. it's a gateway right like when i want to get people in the games sometimes i'll just be like oh you know what you should do you should play phoenix ride on your phone because you can do that right ace attorney is totally on your phone all the games and then people play them there it's convenient you don't have to go and buy a console and hook it up to a wall and do all the stuff that you have to do to, to get the console and then eventually you know i i can sort of convince them that they're gamers and then get them to play. And I think that it's important to the industry to keep the mobile games alive and to not think of them as sort of like, you know, not important to our industry to get people to adopt, you know, people in, into the, the, um, the space. They, but that said, they are different in terms of, you know, one is obviously a premium experience. One of them uh, requires an investment and has a different input and that sort of thing. And so the, the they are separate in that way. I would argue probably not any separate than VR, which by the way, VR is also becoming a gateway because it's another device that can often use your phone depending on the, the device you're using. And a lot of people are more interested in buying a VR device just because it's so weird. And then sometimes they get into gaming that way. Um, so I am really like these kind of peripheral devices. And I think that um, there, there are experiences on the phone you really can't get elsewhere. There are mobile games I know that I played that were sort of like you know life-changing, like game-changing uh, games. Uh, and I think the people who are smart and figure out how to use that device and how to reach people are, are awesome. I mean, that's, yeah. What's, what's that? What was that one game that blew up everybody's lives a couple years ago? Um, it was like, Pokemon a, go. I was gonna say Pokemon <laughs> go. that one no. too. That one's amazing. But, uh, yeah, uh, I was thinking of a different, I can't remember the name right now. It'll come to me. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> like mobile games and I think, um, core gamers, if we're going to call them that, or people that play on console or PC should probably, I, like I, I would, I would encourage, I would, what's that? I like hobbyist. Hobbyists. Yeah. Sure. Um, I would encourage those people to um, maybe be a, like, be a little bit more appreciative of mobile games. I think they do get a bad rap. And I, I think uh, the reason that they're so heavily monetized is because it is a less premium experience and you don't have to do, you don't have to deal with a lot of the barriers of entry when it comes to paying money to get your console set up and get an xbox live or playstation subscription and you know buy the software and so of course there are monetization issues with that um and i think that's sort of part of the beauty of the platform is that the barriers are gone and and you know obviously some of that stuff exists but i don't i don't think it it um lessens the the platform and i i really i like mobile games hey uh ains can we pull up gecko gamers super chat because this was the point i was going to make anyway right now uh is that a so which one he he has multiple uh the board game one okay got it yep <clears throat> got it so we, we now only need to talk about tabletop and board games and we talked about every other type of games so Gecko, <laughs> while travis was giving his answer which i'm going to say i i partly agree with and i partly disagree with i was thinking of board games uh right because games are games is you can you can also say okay battleship and eldritch horror games things you bring to the table but obviously fundamentally different experiences and there's a lot of people i would be willing to bet that all of us know they're like okay you want to play a board game absolutely monopoly life battleship maybe Catan, maybe 
And like, that's as far as they get. Are they board gamers? Yes, maybe. But I think we can understand that that's a distinction between, you know, I look at my shelves and my wife may divorce me if one of the walls comes down from the weight of board games that I have in various places around the house. And we're going to make a chair out of some. Uh, and like that, that's dis- that's distinct. So I think when we have the conversation about mobile games and video games, it, it, everybody can intuitively understand that the person that just plays Candy Crush all day, fantastic, go nuts, King, uh, is a, is a different kind of engagement with the concept of a video game than in general what we're talking about here, right? And I think that that we don't have to set up a barrier to that. And I love Travis's story about that being essentially a gateway. Uh, to to grander experiences. But when we talk about this, then we're doing so well, everybody's a gamer. Ga- 85% of people are gamers. It's like, okay, we have to start using words to better understand what we're talking about because that's the way that you actually persuade or, 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 or talk about what the market is doing. If everybody on earth suddenly played Candy Crush all the time or even Marvel Snap, that doesn't mean that that's a, a great moment in time for the growth of PlayStation or Xbox or AAA experiences. And I think distinguishing that is, is probably pretty useful in the conversation. Definitely. I would say my view on it is that I would include all those people you listed as gamers. I just think they're at different places on the spectrum. I want them them to be under the gaming umbrella. It's just that there's sort of like a spectrum and I view myself as somebody who is at the, obviously the very other end of it. And I want to see people get closer to me. I want to see people enjoy those experiences and get rid of some of the taboos of like, Oh, well now you're a nerd because you own too many board games or you've played too many mobile games or, Oh, you bought a console. So now you're crossing crossing the (laughs) threshold. I mean, it is for, I mean, I was bullied as a kid. So I remember the, that I, I mean, you know, I grew up with shame, Hoke. I grew up with shame about (laughs) this. So, you know, if somebody plays uh, checkers, I want them to play, uh you know monopoly and then later i want them to play Catan, and then later i want them to play a tabletop rpg and then eventually you know hop on destiny with me i i want that oh like it yeah i know well look why why would you do that to them you you get them up and then you tell them to join the church right like you you earn their trust (laughs) and then you go now you're a mormon that's what happens so um, i saw that in midnight mass no yeah exactly yeah Yeah, pretty much that's travis I, with I his think, destiny proceedings <laughs> i just think it's i think it's more healthy to kind of think of them all as being um you know they're they're your people they're just at different stages in the journey this is what i, I mean i agree with you bond yeah. because i humans are humans i believe that there's fun and even growth to be had through game and gaming of board game and, and tabletop and video gaming varieties and that I, I I'm in agreement with you, Travis, where it's like, okay, well, we just have to find the, you just have to find the way in. How are we going to talk to you and, and meet you where you live? Uh, I, I just think when we have this conversation, it always feels a little bit oddball because it's like, yes, they're absolutely gamers. I do think you need a title for, but okay. Yeah. Are we actually, when we're having a conversation about topic X, Y, or Z, what who are we actually talking to? Cause it isn't necessarily the people that are, yeah, that are just I, playing in the I think the terms that we have work. I think mobile gamers and I hate hard gamers and PC gamers. Yeah, I mean, I, I to me, hardcore has got too loose of a definition. But there are when you say tabletop gamers, I know exactly what you mean. When you say PC and console gamers, I know exactly what you mean. When you say mobile gamers, I know what you mean. And there's also VR gamers. There's people who only play on VR. They're out there. 
um, that market is huge right now because of the quest and the accessibility and not Travis has been setting all. foundational bricks for a future. He has, he <laughs> absolutely for like yeah. 10 solid minutes. <laughs> yeah. um, by the way, Hogue, I don't know if you heard this from anyone else, but Gecko, when he posted the super chat, you can see that it's six euros instead of five. And he said that Google. Oh my God. Did they raise the price of super chat? They raised the, the price apparently. Perfect. So I told him, I said, obviously we didn't change anything here, right? So we can't. That is not something. what the channels can do. No. Nope. So uh, sorry, I still obviously I'll give you an extra thing. Where you is that channel. announcement? I was just in Eurobucks. Wait, I'm in Eurobucks. I I, I, yeah. I have no idea. It's the first I've heard of it. So <laughs> how is that? like an in-game currency? Uh, so thank you gecko for the six euro super chat and we will try and figure out what google's doing but uh i suspect that we may not have a clue because it's google so yeah i'll save it for tomorrow Uh, google currency (laughs) conversions yeah let's uh let's get to the other super chats here dan starting with rob frawley came right out of the gate when we started at 10 Monument Valley. That was yes. the mobile game I was thinking. Monument Valley. Ah, Monument Valley. Sure. Don't no idea what you're talking about. All right. Uh, Rob Frawley. Casey played throughout House of Cards, and I bet yeah. all these people wish they did that he didn't. I know. I think they probably <laughs> did. But yeah, the, I mean that game, you know you've succeeded when your game has shown up in traditional media. The, I'm pretty sure they bought that, Travis, but yes, yeah, it's probably. a kind of success. <laughs> I'm so lost right now. I'm gonna sorry, read the sorry, super sorry. chat. No, you're fine. Five dollars super chat from Rob. More than all, I'm sure Ains has other redeeming qualities, but he made a horrible Travis impersonator last week. Glad to have the whole group back. Thank you, Barry. Rob. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I think this you pull a piece out of this four piece puzzle and it kind of falls apart. You know what yeah. I mean? And and I, I take both that as a uh, one. I agree with you, and I I don't know whether to take it as an insult or a compliment or both. I think it's uh, <laughs> a little bit of both, honestly. So I am I too glad to have Travis last back, week, folks. We finished on yeah. time. <laughs> we did yeah so I, I i tried to listen to it while i was on a jog and i i didn't i did notice the conversation was a little shorter i also tried to jump in because it was in my ear so i tried to be like oh oh, oh no i can't talk this is pre-recorded so we should try I'm that in some other episodes yeah. hey hey you you already mute hey. me enough we could just get a freeze frame screenshot of travis in the, in the bottom left and see how long it takes for anybody to notice yeah. there you go yeah. Yeah. Wow, yeah. we'll have a sports one where he's just asleep yeah <clears throat> don lionhart in the house yeah with a ten dollar super chat hi friends stopping by briefly excuse me to say hi i'm very behind in the episode again due to practicing for a country swing dance competition Held yesterday, didn't make the final, but it was a lot of fun. Have a great show. Awesome. Wow. Yeah, that's man. fun. You, Don? Yeah, sounds like a good time, man. I love how many different things people do that I'm just yeah. like, oh, more power to you. I mean, I, yeah. seriously. Yeah, I love yeah, hearing stuff like that. It's like, yeah. I, that, that would never be something that would occur in my head. So when I, I want to know the distinctions swing, between like, swing cool. and country swing, I, I feel yeah. like there's some, some yeah. important things there. That's also a good question. Don, let us know what the difference is between country swing and swing. You don't have to super chat. Just throw it in the chat. I'm curious. I imagine bigger hats is the answer. But... Could be. <laughs> Thank you very oh, much. Man. Tao in the house. Uh, we're right here. Tao. Wait, wait. Dan thinks sports teams aren't cheating. Brother, if you aren't cheating, you ain't trying. As Big John says, clean sports and no cheating. LOL. Let me tell you and something. By the way, I, he, he followed up with this. He followed oh, up. Oh, yes. And Big John is the famous MMA uh, referee. Also, hello, big casters in chat. Hit that like button. So, like a total of ten dollar super chat. Yeah, amazing. Let me tell you something. I am a pro steroid person, 
I believe that they should be brought back into the MLB uh, because that was the most exciting time for the MLB is when we had the chase for, uh, you know, the home run record with McGuire. So it's a bonds to a certain extent. Uh, you know, it's fine. Just bring it back. It's going to be great. Uh, you know, Dan, for a moment, I thought we were going to get into like a really <laughs> futurist based conversation about better living through chemistry and the distinction between supplements and testosterone no. and if you no, no make idea. a if you make yourself have tommy john surgery isn't that already kind of halfway down the sideboard yeah, I mean, yeah. you know but but just no just, just in general just yeah i like i like watching mcguire shoot him yeah I, real high. It, it was a good time man it was a good time to watch the game you know <laughs> bill, no, no, uh, bill, yeah bill burr has a good uh skit about that actually it's quite funny yeah it's it's it, it, it makes sense you know i'm all for it um <laughs> but yeah i mean it, it's fair. It's fair. I, I, I like, you know, certain cheating aspects when you're banging a drum because you're calling, you know, you're, you're, you got somebody catching the signs, you know, you know, maybe, oh, no. maybe not that. Yeah. That, oh no. Allegedly. Dan's already they, take no, that, that one isn't no. a legend. No, no. Uh, they, no they, 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 the lawyer says you don't have to put a legend in front of that one. Okay. Good. <laughs> Travis is once again, uh, checking out good. here. We're moving on Tal. Thank you All so right. much. Let's keep going. We got a uh, Google man again, enjoys his stickers. Uh, oh, sticker. Yes. I wish it Google showed man. the sticker on the yeah, screen. Yeah, it doesn't it show it on there. Hair. So that's StreamYard. Hair. StreamYard's working on that and, and a couple of other things. Nice. Okay. All right. Fair nice. enough. Thank you, Google Man. We appreciate you. And the weird yes. thing I just noticed is Google Man is a five euro chat. So yes. this I was about is, to I mean, comment on that. The yeah, sticker. sticker. They get that dollar discount for stickers, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're know, just charging weird. that one commenter more money. Have you, Gecko? Have you, did you do something? <laughs> Gecko's ma made Google yeah. mad some way. Yeah. He's using a G That's for his yeah. picture. I don't know. Yep. Thank you guys. And lastly, random name. Random name. Four nine nine super chat. Mobile gaming has its place, but it's not for me. I've tried it through apps, XCloud, Switch. I just can't get comfortable playing. Uh, big for me. I, and that's it's part of another thing. You know, it's like you know we. I've been playing since you know late seventies, early eighties. So it's 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 still relatively a new thing for me. So I mean, it, it, maybe it's you know, crudgy old man, you know, Dan that you know, oh, I can't play on this mobile. I have no, I have nothing against it. It's just something that I'm not used to. I've been doing the same thing for you know forty plus years. So it's but it's, it's hard I, for I, me to kind I, of switch over. I think people think of like like experiences when they think of mobile games. Like, oh, I'm going to be playing Fortnite on the phone, which oh, you no, could no. if if you're crazy. But like. Like Marvel Snap, you're never going to look at that and go, oh, if only I could play with a you know, was, mouse or controller. Like perfect, some games yeah. are just designed for it. You know what I mean? They're so. making a PC version of Marvel Snap. And I go, why? Why? Yeah. Why would you ever <laughs> need that? Like it's better on the phone. So I just think the phone is the superior device sometimes. And I some people want to make their games there. And when you play them, you're like, yeah, this should have been a phone game. Like Phoenix Wright to me, I almost want to play that more than I want to play it on like the Switch because it's just like it's more convenient. You tap, you can like it's just super uh intuitive and maybe that's the to... way you get me to play your uh, Ace Attorney games. Hmm. You haven't played Yeah, Ace that'll make it even more likely as if you played on a He's device tried. you never use yeah. for gaming. Um yeah, I tried to get Ains into uh into Well, I already bought it on the Switch, so we're in the same exactly. space. Well, you yeah, that one isn't on the phone yet, but they they typically um they they make it make their way to mobile like a year or two after they come out, so. Yeah. 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 You can play the old okay. ones on, on Switch though. And actually, what's funny is they're they're better on mobile. Like you can play them on the new stuff and on mobile they're like way crisper, clearer, like yeah, so mm. anyway, I like mobile. Everybody should play mobile. Mm. <laughs> 
Thank you, Random Man. Appreciate you. And Tao came back with one more, Dan. <laughs> All right. Steroids and illegal substances are still in sports. One doc, Dan Icarus, it's about Olympic doping. Listen, I'm not saying they're not. I'm just saying it was an exciting time. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the effects are. I've never done steroids. Dan said he doesn't want it under the radar. He doesn't want black market steroids. He wants yeah. it loud and proud. Hey, yeah. Just go for it. Go I mean, for it. Know, Why not? I did steroids last week. Yeah, I did too. I took some prednisone because I had, you know, yeah. it, 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 allergies. The spray I did that yeah. for my allergies. And, it was, and the anabolic steroid spray. Yeah, yeah whatever. I did that. It's pretty hardcore. Am I looking jacked? How do I look? Yeah. <laughs> Travis is going to hit so many dingers. I've been trying it on my hair. It doesn't work. It, bro. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to move on for this ridiculous conversation. Yeah, Thank right you, guys. Now. I appreciate you all. Sure. Thank you. Generous this morning, guys. Generous. Yep. All right. So, currently playing, boys. Um, I'm going to kick us off because I'm sure this one will go by quickly. Playing a lot of PGA 2K23, oh. believe it or not. Playing a golf game. For some nice. reason, ever since I was uh, younger on the 16-bit days with the old uh, EA Sports PGA games, which were classics, um, I've always just liked golf games. They're one of those games that you can play and really turn your brain off and just kind of veg out with. So uh, mm-hmm. picked up Agreed. PGA, had a, l- a lot of fun. Uh, it's really good. Shots. need a new hot uh, Me too. Hot Shots, shots is my favorite golf game. No joke. Uh, love it. I do love um, But um yeah, it's uh, it's really good, and uh, it's got all kinds of courses and features and options. And I then played last night with three friends uh, in a multiplayer match on a random course, and it was literally some of the funniest times I've had multiplayer gaming in a long time. Just laughing at each other's shots and you know screws screw ups basically. But uh, if you enjoy those types of games, definitely check it out. It's a good one for sure. I'm like literally looking it up right now to download it. <laughs> I totally uh, forgot it I, came out, man. Yeah, it's 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 quite good. Um, and then um, I'm gonna sound like Travis, but the, the my other time outside of Halo and the usual stuff uh, has been spent playing a game I can't talk about yet. So uh, stay tuned. But it is a game that is uh, people are gonna be interested in coming out here in a little while. And um, yeah, I know what game it is. That. You're not even you allowed do. to mention what game it is. Not even allowed. Nope. Mm, it's fun. So hey, how's the yes. how's the microtransaction hell on PGA Tour? Is it bad or is it like really necessary? There, believe it or not, Pete, this is a PGA Tour golf game. It has a battle pass. Um, so it does have a That's customization a pass. But I assume it has the gold points that you use to get stat upgrades and things. Yeah. Um, so it has uh because I'm not familiar, I don't play the other two gay games, so I can't compare. Oh, but, okay. Um Whoa. it has no well it has virtual coins yeah so you, you earn currency in the game uh where mm-hmm. you can buy clothing options for and they're they're fine um, it's not for your have, attributes though uh no you have uh you do have skill points in this game which is a first i think for a golf game but you don't pay they have nothing to do with currency you just get skill points as you level up um and it, it's a little deeper of a golf experience like you can customize your guy and his shots more than previous games and is then the battle passes is there a legal system portion of the game where you have the PGA fighting the Saudi Arabians? <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. Because I'd be in on that. It. It's yeah. part of it. It's called a battle pass for a reason. Huh? Oh, legal battle. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a legal battle. You have a live. Uh, you can have a live pass or a PGA pass. You can right. vote. <laughs> here's a uh, here's a pro tip, Ains. Save up all of your money in the game and buy just a green jacket, and then everyone will fear you. 
That's my suggestion. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Funny enough, you joke about that. That's the Masters, obviously, if you follow golf. The Masters is not in this game because EA licensed the Masters exclusively for their golf game that's coming next year. Fantastic. So it, it's so, an off-brand green jacket, no affiliation. <laughs> it's like a lighter yeah. green. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the patch is on the other work. lapel. Yeah. If I know how these games feel scary, they'll have, though. They'll have a tournament in, you know, whenever the spring that's called the, the, the experts or and uh, and they'll have some <laughs> the version of it in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. But no, anyway, if you like if you like uh, those types of games, it's got top golf. I was telling Dan before we started, you can literally play the top golf arena in the game with friends. It's got that's multiplayer awesome. modes. It's got Tiger Woods. It's got Michael Jordan. Yeah, it's there's so they have John it. Daly in like a big oh, wow. whiskey bottle. Wow. Can you give that's... Michael Jordan his mustache? <laughs> that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Let's look into that, folks. Okay. Yeah. Real hard I'll do some question. research for you. Do yeah, can can, can you bet like you know on each shot while you're playing to get the real Jordan experience <laughs> where you're throwing down 10 grand on a putt? Is there uh, a story mode? Yeah. No. No. No, that's, that's not surprising. story. Like you play your career where you can go from minors to. Uh, but you after know, all the writing in 2K3 NBA edition, I no. tell you, there's just some gems in there. Can you play, Rob says, can Sarcastic. you play PGA without spending anything outside the retail price and enjoy? Yeah, absolutely. I'm not spending any real money on the game. Yeah, no. But you can't buy that, clubs that have better stats. No. Okay. No. Uh, they have clubs that you can earn, you know, they have, uh, like I said, the battle pass is all cosmetics. Like you get hat, you know, weird stuff. And it's, mm-hmm. I don't know how much it is. I didn't even look cause I don't care, but, uh, no, everything in the game is just part of the game. It's not, I want different announcers yeah. is a battle pass. I want the halo announcer to announce my putts. That would be cool. <laughs> By the way, I was playing Call of Duty with some friends the other day, and they were like, this, this game needs the halo announcer. And I was like, every game needs the halo announcer. Every game. Double bogey. <laughs> Double bogey. <laughs> hey, Sex Find is here. What's up? Yes. Well, a long time. Right. We must be What's trending. Up, is, this the, is this your new, uh, your new That's uh, it. site, Travis? By the way, thanks to you, like I had a tab open at work that was Twitter and I was in our DM chat that you had named after these people and the tab was open when I shared my screen for something else. And I was like, <laughs> uh, yes. and I was like, Oh boy. That's because my Twitter group likes to name things and appropriate stuff. It's very awkward. So thanks for that. Yeah. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what happens with help. my signal groups. I get, the, I get the, I get the alert on my, on the front of my phone. It's like, what is that called? Oh, forget it. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what else you've been playing? What have I been playing? I've been playing. Sonic Frontiers. Ah, can oh, you, you talk can mention about it? it. No, that's good. Uh, I can mention it. I can mention that I I finished the review a while ago, okay. and uh, okay. it's going live on tomorrow morning at like six a.m. or something like that. So yeah, okay. um, I can't talk about specifics, but I have no, been playing that. I've got a review. Uh, like that's all I can say. Damn it! Uh, and then um, <laughs> yeah, I've also been playing uh, Call of Duty. I've been working my way through that campaign through a, a fair bit through that it's, it's working your way through that campaign i was under the impression it was relatively short i i it, i can't it probably is for me it takes a while for me to get through games that i'm not reviewing these days so uh, sure, I'm, sure. yeah i'm i'm excited to have some free time to maybe do that um but yeah 
Uh, what else am I playing? What else has come out recently? I'm playing some stuff. I'm playing some stuff. Stuff. Anyway, those are the main two right now. We we had a review go up this week for a game called The Entropy Center, which was a uh, game that was shown. I think I mentioned it briefly last week, but it was shown during Summer Game Fest or Xbox's event this summer. Uh, that looks like Portal. Um, so our review for that went up this week. I think uh, it got a pretty solid review, pretty solid kind of meta scores, if you will. So if you enjoyed Portal. And uh, you want to dabble in that space, that's a game you may want to check out, The Entropy Center. I also mm-hmm. forgot to mention, I got to go to um, Koei Tecmo's headquarters this past week. And I played um, the post, post-beta v- build for Wo Long. Um, oh. So they actually made some... I can I can talk about this because the embargo's up. I just My, my article isn't live yet because uh, it, they gave us like two days to meet embargo. Um but uh, yeah, so they they changed that game a lot since the beta. Ains, I think you played it, right? You're you're a fan of that. I and, did. Yeah, uh, they, I, they, I was very surprised that in the two months since the beta, it's actually a little less than two months. They responded to a ton of feedback from the uh, community and made the changes already. So the build that I played was like pretty drastically different. It had um, a totally different. A healing animation the previous healing animation took like five seconds or something it was like super long and would get you killed in, during the boss fight um and they also made it a lot easier to parry um and they did a whole bunch of other stuff like that the the fighting felt faster and so my preview should be up sometime early next week but the headline is that like that game has changed a lot since the beta which is really surprising to me since it's been less than two months and uh it was pretty reassuring that's um, awesome i wonder if the beta was maybe a couple month old build so it's been you know possibly but they, dev, maybe yeah i got to talk to the creative director and the community manager who were sitting on the couch with me when i was playing it and they uh they said like oh yeah like most of the changes in this build came straight from feedback from the beta which oh, is really that's cool. awesome so they they implemented it super fast it's team ninja so you know they yeah. got a lot of accolades on this sort of stuff um and they uh yeah it was it was just really really cool the section i played was like a really small area but it was like multiple ways to approach it like there was a stealth approach where you go through the roof and like a straight up let's just fight everything where you go through like the front gate and i tried both ways um with different classes and stuff and then uh fought a giant boar at the end also they added spears to the sandbox so i was okay. i was spearing a boar which felt very appropriate <laughs> Um, so yeah by the way you just you just said roof like you were from the midwest and that threw me off for a second i say roof i don't i don't i've i've some people in california say uh i don't even remember how they say it roof they say it roof Roof. yeah and i to me that sounds like a dog noise i don't know i say roof (laughs) yeah the way you said it just called (laughs) it because when i'm I'm the one that sounds like a dog yeah i was not roof Because it's that's, got the ooh noise. That's Travis position. It's got the ooh <laughs> noise to me. I don't know. When I, when I moved to the Midwest around. and I heard people saying roof, roof or, or excuse me, they would say roof or if you really go out there, they say roof, like like almost like yeah, a rough. That like sounds a like a dog to me. Roof. Um, <laughs> I don't do that. I say but, roof. Uh, I don't know. Sounds, sounds rude to me. He's like, <laughs> I don't sound like a dog. I just say roof. It's all good. Is it? Well, I mean, what, are you guys are, are you guys on what is it roof? roof side? Are you guys on the roof, roof side? The two always make a yes, yeah, roof. It's an ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How the language works. You know, it's good. It's nice to hear game companies adjusting I mean, that quickly. I, I think I've been noticing that more and more often. So that's fun. 
as you know, Ains, English does not follow. Any I rules. Do, yes, yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> my uh, I, my wife is from uh, Amish country, PA, where they say "crick" instead of "creek," and it drives nope. me bonkers. I can't say. What like, they say? I'm like crick. it's two E's. Crick. It's not crick. Oh damn! Crick. Yeah. I say words that people call me out for like i say raccoon and people really don't like the way i say that and i'm like i don't know that's just what I say you put the, the emphasis on that syllable, eh? yeah i do yeah. for me raccoon <laughs> sounds like i also say sloth people really don't like it when i call this. no i call right, the animal stop sloth stop it now you're now you're getting close to being muted at this point like, no it's isn't that how they say it in english i learned like in about in i learned about uh animals no? from david attenborough and he says yeah. Sloth. Yeah. And so i use the word sloth to describe the animal and i use the word sloth to describe the vice they have a separation well, see, right i've heard ricky gervais say yeah. sloth before that's how we pronounce it uh, well you know being english and i honestly genuinely don't think i've heard that before that's crazy that's crazy yeah i say sloth. Don't put like an r in wash that's what drives me crazy oh, oh yeah that God. one that one hurts me yeah i met people so say that worse Worsh is rough. Yeah, if you've never heard that over here, when I first moved to the Midwest and I had the guy installing our, our washing machine in the old house, he, he's called it a washing machine. And I was like, what the hell is a washing machine? <laughs> it sounds like a sci-fi oh, from like the Silver Age. <laughs> like Dime Store sci-fi. <laughs> oh, Fat, Fat Boy Horror is in the chat. Help us out, Fat Boy. Do we do the British say sloth? Because I have not heard that before sloth. unless I'm losing my oh, mind. He'll know. know. I, um, I, have, I have I have different pronunciations for the vice versus the animal. I don't know. Strange. And so ends our sequence on American and global dialect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. We got sports. Oh, we got that? dialect. We have we have it all today. Um, everything, man. Ho, you been playing anything good, man? So I have been playing a bunch of Marvel Snap. I've been working real hard. So it's it, Marvel Snap, like mumble games, very often is very nice to be like, oh god, my brain is going to explode if I look at it you know, page 71 of this agreement, take three minutes, play Marvel snap, refresh, come back. We'll rank you at, we'll rank you at, let's talk comp. What you doing, man? <laughs> How you living? How you living, boy? What's up? I'm probably not living as high as you, Travis. I mean, uh, I just, I'm just what, trying to what, what the heck is my rank? 35, something like that. 35 silver rank. Yeah, no, you, you, you Gucci. Uh, by the way, uh, Game Positive in the chat right now, that is who reviewed Marvel Snap for us. So. Yeah, so I, I really like Marvel Snap. Uh, I've just started playing, playing Harvestella. As I mentioned, okay. that, game, that game basically just came out. Uh, yesterday was not a day for game playing for me, so we're very early on in that. We'll talk next week. I don't know exactly why Square Enix didn't send out review copies. I do think it's part of their kind of mid-tier resource spend grouping. Uh, and I think they they feel that I would guess re reflects more negatively on a lot of the review set that really goes for flash and polish for things like I don't know Ragnarok, and uh, so they don't like to send out the review copies. It's fine. It's this. It's held back by the switch in terms of um, performance. I guess we're just used to that now, uh, and uh, it's got a Square Enixy story. It's it's very funny if you're used to playing all of these farming games, and if you're at Hoke House, you definitely are. Uh, some of them have stories. Most of them are very lightly kind of touched. Even Rune Factory that kind of fashions itself as being the story one. This is clearly Square Enix being like, oh, oh, okay, we're doing a farming game now. How about aliens? Maybe some time travel? What are you into? Crystals? We got crystals. You like blue crystals? <laughs> it's one of those, huh? Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's fully, it is fully in like the Square Enix. It's a Final Fantasy type game with farming as the main economic kind of component. Yeah. Uh, farming. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, right. but I 
seems like it does what it says on the tin. I cannot give honestly any kind of fulsome level of impressions on it. I've played it. For yeah, we'll hours. talk more about it maybe next Farming? week. But, uh, I know, really? I know you were looking forward to that. A man one, of your so. talents. I love. I, I love Harvestella. <laughs> And yes. Um, by the way, I don't want to continue on this, but this is just funny. So we have multiple people from the UK, different parts of the UK, in chat, and they can't agree how sloth is pronounced. There you go, guys. So, well, one there of them says sloth. One of them says sloth. And uh, Timmy Dude, says, says it depends on where in England you are. Aren't there like 154 dialects in the United Kingdom? Like, aren't there? Is it just like a ridiculous number of pronunciations? Yeah, there you go. I, I tell people all the time that, you know, most people obviously go to southern England, which is where London is. Uh, but if you work your way north, especially if you go up to where, you know, Scotland, uh, you're not going to be able to understand what people are saying. You just there you won't. go. But there's the one YouTube video of the guy that does the impressions. I like it. He does like 84 84 british dialects and like you can still <laughs> you can still like hear that oh i guess those are different because you're just kind of mm. used to you watch downton abbey or something it's like well they're technically all speaking kind of different british yeah. but it's it's just, it's just yeah. british to us americans and yeah. and america also has like a hundred different dialects that we just refuse to recognize and uh i think you know it's almost like english is in a, a living language that you know has a lot of different ways to to do it depending on where you're at and who you're talking to I appreciate your philosophy lessons. I also say 20. People do not like that when I say 20. What, what do you How say? else would you say it? 20? Yeah. A lot of people 20? in America 20? say 20. They just don't have the other 20. I pronounce 20. Like you're, you're a posh robber baron from the third? No, I just, I, <laughs> like, if I don't say it that, like, you know, I was obviously slowing it down for you guys, but when I talk, I say 20. Robber Baron. People go. <laughs> what year is it? It's 2022. Oh, my. Oh, that is. That is very. Exactly. That is exactly. See, that's the reaction right. I get. It's just that is a lot of emphasis. 2022. My goodness. 2022. That's just how I pronounce it. I'm sorry. <laughs> as, he, as he tightens his tie. Yeah. Yep. Is that fancy? I just am saying the word. Back to I don't the minds, orphans. It's 2022. <laughs> it's 2022. Oh, <laughs> Go scrub man. the floors. Uh. <laughs> All right. Um, so <clears throat> we will obviously talk more about it next week, but uh, at tail end of our kind of currently playing, even though it's not currently played, but reviews are well, out. Before we, go, before we go to I'm God sorry, of War, well, I got yeah, one go game. I've been playing Hitman 3, just to let everybody know. Oh, boy. Hold on. Wait a minute. Everybody oh, pump the brakes. I've been playing Freelance. Talk about sports again? You got that? Oh, you got to talk about the new mode. mode. Okay. It's okay. We got the new mode. mode. Come on, guys. Let's go. Jeez. Let's go. Right. Hit us. Hit us. New mode. It's different. I have to change everything I've ever learned about playing <laughs> Hitman. <laughs> and I, I like it. It's good. Aye. It's a roguelike. <laughs> it's fine. You just have to kind of change everything. It's It's obviously, you know, it has some balancing issues for sure, but what's beta, I, I right? Or like early access or something right now? Yeah, it's a technical alpha out for okay. a few more days. I've been playing. So I've is this about a separate game? Hours. Is it a free to play? So it's uh, you can mode within the game. Like what is it? it? It's yeah. So it's going to come out in January for anybody that owns a Hitman Three. It's a completely different way to play. Basically, it's basically a roguelike. Uh, you start off uh, in a safe house. You get a safe house. That's the big new thing. Uh, all of your gear is there. You only start off with one pistol, and that's it. Uh, anything you go on a mission, say you go on a mission, uh, anything you bring back with you, well, you know, you can keep. <clears throat> if you die on the mission, you lose anything that you took with you. There is a new currency that you, you know, do through earning different kinds of uh, uh, different assassinations. 
you know, throwing a baseball bat at somebody's head might you might get you 10 bucks or something. You know, it, it's just it's all really weird and kind of not yeah, really like, balanced mm -hmm. right now. It's just kind of random. Uh you you play it in uh there's four or five different sections. You play like two little assassination missions, then you take on like a mini boss, and then you do three assassination missions, take on a mini boss and four. And then five. What what does uh, a boss look like in Hitman? It's it's the same thing. It's it's basically like so so let's say you play your first two, you have like two targets, and you can choose of like the three different areas you want to go to. Um you 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 the, the mini bosses you go into this area and it's four different suspects. They give you okay, he's a smoker, he's bald, or you know, got blonde hair, has glasses. All right, now there's four different people out there that match, you know, that possibly match that, you know, and then they have tells. Okay, this person is dehydrated, so he might be drinking a lot. This person is a bookworm, so they might be reading. So you have to actually go find that one person out of the four. And it, as you go on, it might be nine people. You know, it might, so you've got tons and tons of suspects, you know, once you get up to the higher levels. Uh, it's really nerve wracking. Because it's not like, <laughs> I, for me, I'm really used to, you know, I, I have every map, you know, laid out in my head. I know how to do everything, basically. So now it's just completely changing that because, you know, I, they're pretty randomized. I'm not sure that they're procedurally generated yet because I haven't gotten far enough. So it, it's kind of hard to tell. Um, but it potentially could lead to a very long extension of the game afterwards. Okay. So I see what they're doing. And it... Some people I, I've seen, you know, don't like it. Some people really like it. Normally, I'm the old man that, you know, likes to keep his stuff all the same. This is actually pretty fun so far. That is such I think a good it, sign for them, Dan, if you're yeah. if you're okay with it. Yeah, that is that is such a good sign for them because it sounds it's, to me like like a moon crash. Like that's one of my favorite additions ever. And it takes one of my favorite things, which is all right. We got these assets. We've got this capability what can we do with it to to extend something and make a new experience out of it yeah I, to me dan honestly that's what you just described sounds like i would play it yeah. uh and I, I haven't played hitman in a while it's 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 actually they've done a really good job with it and they it's it's again balancing uh trying to get some of the i think how much everything costs like during a mission you can find a courier and a courier will have just like money or something else on them and you can take them out obviously you know and then you can uh there's also a guy that sells stuff kind of like a black market guy might be standing in the corner you can go that's where you get most of your purchasing stuff uh lock pick you know crowbar whatever he has guns um it's, it's just really really different because you're so used to having the equipment that you need and then now you have nothing so it's 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 a learning curve for sure but it's been fun. I played about, I think, seven or eight hours of it so far. Seven or eight hours. <laughs> nice. I, mean, that, I, awesome. that's, I, I bet you I mean. IOI has uh, Dan's account on monitoring. Like, you know, I, they, no, they have the traces on what he does to see if no, he's no. enjoying it. There are a lot more. There's guys out there that have played uh, way, way more, way more than what I have. So I'm glad you got really, in, Dan. Yeah. It's yeah, on no, a PC, good, too. So, good. you know, that's, you know, that's the problem. You know, I got to get my PC back from my kids just to play it for a little bit, a couple hours a day is what it is, but it's fun. Yeah. I think, I think they're, they, they're onto something. So, and it comes out uh, officially, did he say first quarter? 26th of January, I think. Late for, January. All, for okay. Yeah. For oh. everything. And anybody who owns Hitman, it's free. You don't actually, yeah. you can get into the technical tests. If you, you know, if they, they'll probably do another one. You don't have to own Hitman three. 
anywhere or on Steam or whatever it is. It's just it's a separate download, completely separate yeah. game. So, yeah. okay, cool. I, yeah. cool. That sounds compelling. It's actually no, it does. Good. It actually sounds really cool. Yeah, and and if it's coming late January, that's usually a pretty good time for an experience like that. We can see, mm -hmm. you know, depending on what's around. That's right when Dead Space launches. Like, maybe not in twenty twenty three. January and February looks like a freaking war zone. February is absurd. <laughs> yeah. Um, by the way, a whole gravy and curry chat has a war has started in chat, gravy which I love. Curry. What? I mean, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Chips gravy. and gravy. All right. On the God of War. Uh, yes, on the God of War, I'm going to get Gecko real quick. Uh, oh, by the way, he did say in the chat that he tried to do a super sticker like Google Man did, and it is six euros, not five. So it must be a region-specific thing that Google is doing. I That's don't know weird. why, but yeah, there you go. Hello, and welcome to the Seasoned Everything podcast. <laughs> Pretty much. Yes, that's that's <laughs> sounds like my kids. <laughs> Gecko, thank you, man. Always a generous appreciation. I'm back. Yes, we we are covering I'm a back. lot today. <laughs> I'm back. But God of Wars. Oh my God! Now the chat. I'm here. What's happening? Find your love, guys. Side. Find your love. Um, <clears throat> God of War reviews are in. And uh, the four of us had a little uh, question prior to the launch of the reviews asking what we thought the um, we thought the meta was going to be here. Dan, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think you said 89, 88, yeah, something, something like that. Like that. Uh, uh, Travis said 90 on the nose. I said 91. And I think Hogue was probably closest at 104. I did say 104. You did say 104? That was the official guess. <laughs> I, I we didn't have money I, on it. I believe, yes, I believe I had a snotty comment with it, too. It's mm -hmm. like, well, what, what yeah, can, yeah. What can reviewers yeah. give it? Uh, 104. Amazing. <laughs> um, I, I think, uh, obviously, we'll talk more about it next week. And, you know, once we start to get our hands on it and stuff, um, I think what's interesting here, the, the big thing I was concerned about, and I, I think based on commentary, Travis and Hogue, that you've both spoke about in terms of the writing and the story of the first game before the thing i found most interesting based on what i've read so far and i'm really dark on the game so i'm trying not to read like i haven't even watched the latest trailer or anything um but one of the things that's jumping out and i think why the score seems to be getting uh seems to be very high like the first one uh was that they said i saw sorry i'm not getting to my point several people i saw comment that the uh, thing that really surprised them with the sequel was the improvement in the writing and the storytelling. So mm. I think that's what I'm going to be most paying attention to, to see if that's true uh, and see if it is a lot better than the I first that's one. That's what everybody not, liked I... about the first one, though. Wasn't well, that what everybody liked? Like, Well, first of all, Travis, as you know, whenever you're looking at the next iteration of something, the last one was ass, right? So you got to make those comparisons. As we all know... God of War 2018 was a spiraling circle plot to nowhere. Well, they fixed that in this one, you know, so that's that's how you you, you jump off on that. Um, no, there are a couple of them. I, The Washington Post telling me it's better than The Witcher 3. I'm like, okay, bro. Uh, but who who wrote that, though? That's Gene. That Gene. That's oh, Gene. See, no, for, never mind. I'll leave. Are you kidding me? All right, you want to do IGN instead? Well, when Francis Ford Coppola tried to match what he did with the first Godfather, many looked on, and then the Godfather 2 was born. Oh, my freaking God, IGN. Oh, God. 
that's uh, yeah, that's one of our, uh, one of our UK the, reviewers. I'll just leave it there. That's, <laughs> uh, that's, that's hyperbole on another level. That's for sure. I, I would um, love to be, see. I'm going to come across as the cynic here, even though I, I'm generally an optimistic person. And that is that, uh, you know, God of War 2018, I thought was a perfectly great eight, great eight. And that gets me no amount of crap online. It's like, you're, you're the dumbest ever, Rick. It's, it's the best game of all time. It's like, I don't know. Uh, the kid was annoying after a while. The tonal inconsistencies abounded throughout the entirety of the plot, which was a series of fetch quests, like seven in a row, where you never reach the quest fetch, and then you just roll credits. Uh, we don't want to talk about this. I don't want to, you, you love your game. You love your game. And then, yeah, a bunch of people talked about Ragnarok and particularly the side quests, right? I think if you actually go and break that down the reviews, for the most part, they're talking about the stuff that isn't main plot line, which would also check out with my playing of the first game. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to have fun with it. I have no, I, I, I would be willing to bet. I'm not going to come anywhere near a 94 meta. <laughs> okay. Listen, I'm going to tell you something right now. Yeah. Uh, me, it was the most realistic can. portrayal of an annoying kid uh, I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> sure. So I mean, if you can, you can say, yeah, and I agree with you. He was super annoying. He's only going to get worse, Hogue. He's now oh a God, teenager. I, I mean, I trailer, I'm like, better. this isn't good. In Ragnarok, like this person. In Ragnarok, wanna... he takes your, he takes uh, Kratos's Xbox Series X and brings it up to his bedroom and yes. doesn't let you use it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Wouldn't and it be he'll... a PS5? Yeah. No, it, yeah, it'll be the Series X. <laughs> oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be a PS5. Yeah, game positive is like self-fulfilling prophecy. I, I agree, game positive. I'm actually trying not to fall into that because I. So I also have this is going to be. I know you guys don't realize realize this about me. I'm it got an anti-authoritarian, maybe a little contrarian spark in me, and so I see all those reviews come out. And I'm like, sure, prove it As to a me. Lawyer? Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe. Well, to defend you for a second, Hogue, uh, Eric, Mr. Game Positive, believes that God of War 2018 is the best single-player game of all time. So hey, that uh, is wrong. That is it's fine. False. It is I'm, wrong. It's it's definitively wrong. wrong. But you know, there's different. It is absolutely fine. Things. Look, I am very hopeful that I have a ridiculously enjoyable time uh, with Dragon. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't go completely dark on the reviews. Obviously, I read IGN's uh, description of Moses coming down from the mount with copies of God of War Ragnarok, uh, but everyone else is mostly talking about what we thought it would be it's yes, like it's true. that thing but more and i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna feel about that because i wasn't taken with the characters in one i'm not coming into ragnarok being like thank god we get to visit with atreus again good god and going forward i i hope it is awesome is it gonna be witcher i would be i would be amazed no. i will come on this show and be like i was wrong gentlemen <laughs> it was Witcher best 4. Thing ever. Everything it's not wanted. even going to be Elden Ring. Come on. So I yeah, I, I I'm sort of I'm in a I'm in the same kind of camp as Hogue in that I understand his pain and and not thinking that God of War 2018 was the second coming of Christ, but um I think we look at it from from different areas. To me the the story wasn't <laughs> like amazing, but it wasn't the worst part of the game to me. To me the thing that I really wanted them to improve was just the actual gameplay and the fact that you do you fight the same enemies over and over again you fight the same bosses like six or seven times and i yeah. to me like the best part of that game was the first couple hours when you get to the part where you're fighting the dragon and at that point i was yeah. like this game's fantastic 10 out of 10 i'm so sold on this and then the longer i played the more it just sort of went down and down and down Certainly. in my estimation because you do a lot of 
kind of retreading and replaying and it's just sort of like all right this game is so up its own ass already if it's not going to give me new stuff to do all the time then i'm kind of done and so i ended with like all right well that was a good game it, it was a great game but they i it didn't get to you got to give them room to grow and there's a lot of room to grow with god of war 2018 and i i'm hoping that ragnarok grows i'm hoping I that ragnarok sequels for that so yeah if, 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 if the boss fights are more varied if the and you know in enemy encounters they put more enter, enemy variety in there all that stuff i will be sated by and large and if the story is good too even better because i think you know to me uh god of war 2018 not the best story in the world but it's a qualified success i'll i'll give it that i i you know i'm interested to see more i just think that it's you know the first chapter and it's you know fellowship it's a lot of you know you're meeting people and figuring out what the heck's going to happen well, so it turned out it's the first know. half right it's a two, it's a duology so apparently yeah hopefully they bring it home yeah and then I, i'm hoping that too i um i don't hate the game the to me it's an 8 out of 10. 18, no, i'm just remembering these things get freaking horn you do you, you you write finishes to your stories people sorry okay i'm done <laughs> you know, i uh i didn't hear sorry dan i was gonna no, say i didn't hear the tail people... end of what travis said my headset disconnected but carry oh, on no, no I was, uh, the, like, a lot of people enjoyed that story because you know maybe they were fathers and they had the son relationship now granted Obviously, these guys are not, you know, Spartan gods, but, you know, they, they you tried. Know I know what Corey, you know, he, he talked about trying to bring in that kind of relationship. My question is, do you guys think that, that there's a kid out there that was playing God of War that was like, you know what? I really see my dad in Kratos because, you know, or, or like, you know, or look at it from a different point of view because I don't know why that just popped in my head. You know, I actually did. If you met see, my I mean, dad, he's not too yeah. far off. Yeah, wow. Where the deer are. Actually, yeah. the only difference between Ooh. Kratos and my dad is my dad would have never been that attentive to actually teach me those things. But he has the personality <laughs> and the disposition, definitely, mm -hmm. and the physique. I, I think my thinking on 2018 is it's just like they they had like four characters. It circles around itself like a bad Netflix series. 14 episodes more than it needs to. I I, uh, I hope Travis. The best thing you said just now is that you know like sequels are better. In general, Assassin's Creed 2, you get you, you get the second bite of the apple, you, you cut out the 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 crap, you you focus on the good. I I guess my biggest problem is like reflecting on that game from 4 years ago. It's like I I don't like Atreus. And it's funny that even now in 2022 it's like we can't even use his real name because it's technically still a spoiler. <laughs> I mean it, it's it, and and it's like, well, okay. All right. I, it, it'll be good. I'm sure I will enjoy it. I, I, this comes across more negative because like you get those and I always reflect on the, everybody gives it tens. It's like, okay. I get more <laughs> cautious about that than a nice solid set of eights. I don't know why. I, uh, I um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say, I, I, uh, we talked about this in DMs too, but I, I'm not as, uh, like I thought of it more highly than I think uh, the two of you did, but I'm 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 in between, right? I'm not that person that thinks it was a ten or a uh, you know one of the greatest single player. You give it a nine, time, which which I would give it a nine, yeah. Uh, at the time, anyway, in 2018, um, and I didn't review it for us; someone else did, and they did give it a ten. Um, but um, neither here nor there. Um, what was I gonna I've say? I've never that, agreed uh, with Travis more 
then it was so up its own ass that when it starts repeating itself, I'm like, whatever game or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, that is exactly how I felt. But I, to game. me, to me, like I, it's I, that I, you have to get over that with some games. You're like, all right, I get it. It thinks it's going for high art, like whatever. But if it's at least a fun game, I'll be like, all right, that doesn't matter. Then I can enjoy it. But it, you know, I turn on things really quick when they're pretentious and also kind of like not earned. You know, it kind of hurts me. So uh, I, I kind of agree with the, the concept. Like, Look at us. <laughs> I kind of agree with the concept that it to Travis's point, like the gameplay is is extremely uh, kind of repetitive and it's not even sandboxy enough to where the, the sandbox is repetitive, but you can make your own fun with it. Really, it's it's very kind of directed um, in, in limiting in that regard. It's it's impactful and like I have fun with it. I'm not trying to put that aspect down, but I think there's definitely room for improvement. Um, yeah. But your comment there, Hogue, around or both of you really around like it, it kind of gets up its own ass and then you kind of do the same thing for 10 hours or so. That's my problem with most of PlayStation's first party games. Uh, I felt the same way about I Uncharted 4. I felt the that. same way about Ghost of Tsushima. It's definitely uh, the same felt, with Uncharted 4. Yeah, and I and I think Horizon is probably the same if I'm being objective. Uh, oh, though I see You mean though Forbidden I West? I haven't played enough of Forbidden West because okay. she drove yeah, me nuts they, too much. I think they fixed it because I will agree with you on Zero Dawn. Forbidden That's what West I was referring is, to. Forbidden West yeah. is significantly better. And here's there's another example, Travis, of I Zero Dawn is a is a middling kind of seven, eight for me. And Forbidden West, I think, is better. So maybe, See, I maybe was, God of War is gonna be better. I was higher on Zero Dawn at the time. I was gonna say me too. That I think I gave Zero Dawn a nine. I reviewed that one. Me as well. So did I. Yeah. Uh, and oh. I gave it a nine as well. And I think it's because it did enough different or new or fresh with the yeah to me that one was hogue i just i felt like it was totally new like it just it felt like the concept of finding the dinosaurs and the mechanics with shooting the arrows to hit off the armor and all that stuff i was just sort of like enamored with that and i thought the story was up its own ass and really not good in fact that was the one thing in my review i was just like the story is and if I well, want the stories in the final like two hours of the game, yeah, and it has nothing to do with the main character. It's like here's some other stuff that happened hundreds of years ago. It's the like entire okay, story is the Pharaoh stuff. No, you're exactly right. So yeah. if, if I'm reading Travis's nine out of ten for Horizon at that point, and I probably did by the way before I knew you at all, uh, I'm getting to that paragraph and going, mm, nope, because you are more enamored with the oh, it's really cool to shoot the dinosaurs in the gameplay mm -hmm. than I wind up being with these experiences. So it's like. Yes. As soon as you said, oh, it's designed to me, it's like, oh, come on, let's talk about, and what do I focus on? It's not shooting down dinosaurs. It's like, I remember going to that first city and being like, this is the worst. Everybody says nothing. I have 50 people to talk to. All of these side quests suck. <laughs> yeah. That's I can something see that point of view Forbidden as well. West for sure. I, so I actually think, I don't think really Forbidden West is that, or Ghost of Tsushima really are really like uh, huge I, I you know the pretentiousness to me uncharted 4 yes last of us yes god of war yes but it's really um, anything I, I think some some of their games aren't that bad i like you play them and you're like okay this feels a little bit less like you know highfalutin you i know, don't think any are bad uh that's no, none of them are well. bad games none of them are I mean, bad, bad with the well i would the, defend ghost of Tsushima gotcha. from that because i think it's a very paired back game it's definitely up its own ass in like the check out how much we love samurai cinema kind of sense but it's not like this is important. I, I yeah. really don't think it does that thing, which is the is the kind of Neil signature, really everything you can ever expect from Naughty Dog. Uh, yeah. And so I, that's to me where that lives. And then that extended to Santa Monica, which was doing a kind of Naughty Dog approach with God of War's you know, re-envisioning. 
And so I, you do get that. And that's why I think Insomniac's my favorite of their brands because you don't you don't get that from them at all. Okay. Yeah, so anyway, to, to put a bow on this one, obviously we'll talk more about it next week when we have some time with the game, each of us. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I actually, uh, for me, uh, it's a great week because the big Halo stuff comes out Tuesday, God of War comes out Wednesday, and I've taken Thursday and Friday off of work for a four-day weekend. So I am uh, going to be living in Halo and uh, Ragnarok heaven next week, and uh, I'll be excited next week to talk more about it. That sounds nice. It does. It does. It sounds really nice. Uh, I no, This is not a joke. I went to my uh, admin um, last week, and I said, how many days off do I have left for the year? Like PTO, we you know, we call it plan time off. She said, uh, 22 days. I was like, oh, I guess I better use some. Uh, so if it I'm doesn't par- over, no carryover, huh? Smoke them. Five. You give five days carryover. Wow. Uh, so. Travis works anyway. in California. Don't forget, so it's a little. Uh, that's true. I forget. My God, California, I get two man. months off per year. I'm not complaining. I get eight weeks. Unlimited t- PTO. Huh. Uh, no, right. You don't work. I know you're California. You don't. It's work. a trap. On the next, trap. on the next virtual legality, how unlimited PTO is actually no PTO. Exactly, it is, which is why I like it. So. Yeah, um, I was, I yeah. was literally talking to a friend at a different company about that the other day. No joke. Unlimited PTO um, is a trap. There, yeah, it's, it is a trap. Yeah, I can yeah, talk about yeah. that and other another episode. Oh, no, no, yeah, we've we've covered enough. It's random time for things. seasoned labor law with Travis <laughs> and Hope. Uh, let's get Rob for all these uh, super chat here because it's more technical yeah. related. I'm hopeful for God of War. I just want to be yeah. clear. I'm hopeful. Hopeful, we all are. All right, Rob, with a ten dollars super chat, can I pull the live panelists to which have an HDMI 2.1 TV, 120 hertz VRR? And for those who do not, what is holding you back and what would convince you to upgrade your TV to mm. a new HDMI 2.1 model? Rob, are you yeah. are you super chatting us directly from the floor of a Best Buy? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so so here's, I, uh, here's my thing. I have a right. TV that does this, but I only have one port. So I have to pick which console gets it. Uh, that's that's I don't have two <laughs> ports that support it. Um, so I upgraded. This is going to shock everyone. I'll yeah. preface this. I upgraded for Halo Infinite. Um, so I upgraded to a new 77-inch uh, uh, G1 OLED. I have a, a... Did you say 77? It's humongous. Yeah. <laughs> it's huge. It's, it's uh, half and a wall. And I, uh, I got... Did you say yours is bigger, n- Travis? Yeah. I have an First 80. of all, clip that, folks. Second of all, what size <laughs> do you have? 85. Is that a wall? Is that... Yeah, right here. What is... I used to do it. I used to do a hundred inch projector years ago. So beautiful. That's perfect for land parties. uh, Oh yeah. It's great. Green halo. (laughs) Legend. But uh, the TV is nothing compared to my receiver for my home audio. So I upgraded to the TV uh, receiver that can do full 2.1 at a 48 gigabyte uh, a second with Dolby Atmos support and 3d audio and multi-room support and all that. So yeah, I I have all of that. And uh, I, Going back now would be hard. Um, playing games, I only play Modern Warfare 2 and Halo at 120 FPS. Uh, playing Apex, even at 60, and Apex is one of the smoothest games on the market, is noticeably worse than playing Modern Warfare 2 and Halo at 120 FPS. Um, and Dolby Atmos sound is awesome, uh, not only for games, but for most like Netflix content. Modern shows are all in 3D audio now, and it's awesome. So highly recommend it. I have, um, I have, I have rear speakers. 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I also have a TV that does this stuff. Uh, I I mean, my setup here is ridiculous. Uh, we'll do a, a cribs episode where we all show off our setups. I think. Um, not but uh, <laughs> no. But uh, I I guess my my thing is yes, it's better. Do I think it's worth the money to upgrade if you're you know somebody who's not like playing competitive gaming and like super into it? No. Like honestly, like I, it, it's great, but it 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 is not so noticeably Im- improved that you're gonna feel good about spending like five k on a on a, a, a TV that does it or all of the upgrades you have to do. There's like little stuff that you have to upgrade along. You know, it, it, I feel like every time I upgrade one thing, I'm like, oh well, that means I'm gonna have to upgrade this thing and change out this cable and like do the. It's just a it's lot like a of house up, remodel. Up, yeah, it's like it, it just kind of <laughs> oh, creeps it's, up. it's substantial. Yeah, yeah, it creeps up on like all the stuff you have to do. So I do it because I have to for work. Like if I'm not playing the most beautiful version of the game on PC, then commenters come after me and go, oh, well, you didn't experience the real game because you were playing on a potato. And I'm like, all right, if you saw my setup, you'd know that's not true. But uh, the, so I, I kind of have to do it. But do I recommend it to others? No. No, your setup is fine. You'll be okay. It's not that much better. It's not that much worse. So just just uh, be be chill. That's what I would say. VRR is uh, very nice, though. It's magic. Uh, I was going to say that. I, outside of the 120, I was going to con- contribute to the VRR is magic, and it, it is noticeable. I get upset when I realize which console has the VRR and which doesn't at any given time because it's like, oh, they kind of both need it, and maybe that's the developers, but like the VRR really does help make things a lot better. Yeah, and speaking of, God of War is another game like Plague Tale that supports VRR and has a 4K 40 FPS mode uh, like Plague Tale did. I'll for, rotate. For, I'll rotate the PlayStation so. back into the VRR port. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna experiment with that this week and kind of because it has like four modes. I want to see what they're all about. So, anyway. Yeah, I, I, I right, bought. Bro. I bought the OLED, and then I took it back <laughs> because my. It's just this is just me and my old eyes. I couldn't see. It's too dark in most places. Like anytime you went into like a cave or something, I couldn't even see anything. Like I. I that's that, HDR. And that's, whatever it is yeah you can turn hdr off i have it off on pretty much all of my tvs because it messes with like recording and stuff have you ever tried to record from hdr no no you're right yeah i record so much of my gameplay it's like i I can't really i i hate playing without hdr now because if it's properly configured it's game-changing picture-wise but recording with it is a a yeah i I record like 90 percent of my gameplay so i just turn it off on everything so yeah, I mean, it, it. I ended up going back and taking it back and got one that was like half the price. It was like a high sense. It's a high sense U eight HD. I don't know what it was. It was. It was. It was one I did a. You know, I did some research on it. Seemed like it was a really good one for gaming. It does. You know, it's got two two point one ports. It's got uh, VRR one hundred twenty hertz. It, it goes. Uh, I mean, it's like it was half the price. It was like it was less than a thousand dollars. You know, and I was just like, this is crazy. And, and, and the only problem with it is it doesn't have very good like viewing angles, I guess. But I sit mm-hmm. right in front of it, so it doesn't really matter. Um, you just tell but, the kids, it's like, well, this is my chair. Yeah, you can't see it. I don't they care. got their own. They're good. So. <laughs> now we're now we're on season TVs, and Rob has yeah. a follow-up for us as well. <laughs> yeah, follow-up. When you play, uh, what mode will you try Ragnarok first, 30, 60, 40, or the unlocked averaging 60. 85 hertz. Yeah, I'm going to pretty much stick to 60. I actually haven't played anything at the 120 hertz yet, mostly because, uh, number one, there haven't been a ton of them that I play. And then number two, I'm afraid that if I do, 
that I'll see that and be like, damn it, that looks way better. And it, it's it's going to be, you know, I don't want to ruin myself <laughs> for every other game. I mean, I, I can't imagine what Halo Infinite looks like at 120 hertz playing multiple. It's probably glorious. Glorious. Uh, so you know. this is a true story. When I was in Seattle a couple weeks ago for Halo Worlds, where I was staying, the guy had a projector set up with a screen. And we hooked the Series S up to it to play Halo at night. And the input lag was so bad uh, because you're mm-hmm. playing at, at 60, but the input lag between your controller inputs and what the projector was showing was so bad, it was unplayable. Like, we literally couldn't play multiplayer because mm-hmm. it was just, compared to what we were used to, of course, uh, you do get spoiled with it. There's a reason the pro gamers literally sit on 240 FPS or 400 FPS uh, monitors with, like, zero input lag because it makes a difference. Yeah. For competitive play, I'm speaking about competitive play. I think there's like eight choices for Ragnarok, right? I, I recall looking at it thinking yeah. that mine would be the the four, high. Yeah. It's like the high performance quality, like middle ground with the VRR. Yeah, it's I, 40 I believe, FPS. Yeah, so I, yeah. I mean, I think that's usually what I go with. I was like, it, that's what I do with Ratchet <clears throat> and Clank. I do the I do the ray traced like middle ground VRR one. Yeah, they whatever happens to, to forbidden whatever happened to sixty FPS yeah. minimum. I didn't say it was a minimum. I said it's better at 60. You keep trying to straw man. Let's get back in the You just heard from Ains talk about how double frame rate is a better experience. This isn't a hard thing, Travis. You can die on whatever hill you want, man. I know you're going to hard for you on this episode. It's hard for you, bro. Stop it. (laughs) You need that 60. Oh, man. (laughs) Your eyes hurt. I'm getting the gavel. Um, There is, uh, I do, uh, I'm curious to see what the unlocked mode is like, how stable it is. Because unlocked is great, but if it's not stable, it's. It's yeah, I'm not gonna enjoy it. So uh, I'm gonna try the the 4K 40 FPS VRR one to see if that's smooth. If so, that could look really good, I'm sure, because Plague Tale is stunning in that. So I'm gonna play it in 30 FPS. Damn, do see what, what happens. That's why they offer it, it, so they can offer screenshots to people. Like I am you. curious. I want to <laughs> see because I got a war like 2018 was not a difficult game. I don't think you need like a whole bunch of frames to win. You know the combat or whatever. So. Uh, if it doesn't need the frames, I'm, I'm curious to see how much better it is over even the 40 FPS mode because I feel like it probably isn't worth it, but we'll see. That's yeah, we'll generally see. my experience. Yeah. Is if you get because that you have the one that goes half, and I think it, it probably using a more aggressive dynamic resolution because the way they describe these things is all uh, like that. And then there's the one where it's the developers like, yes, also now the tree roots have shadows, but it does cost you 20 frames. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah. the shadows. Yeah, I don't even notice that stuff. You look at at Cyberpunk, right? Let's take Cyberpunk 2077 on consoles right now. 60 frames per second, great, glorious. The the ray tracing application is for like internal shadows. You go, you have to give up half your frames for that. I cannot. I swear to God, you could put screenshots in front of me. I can't tell you what what is no, no. And it's the same. You mean you see on shadows, uh, shadows indoors? Yes, it's ray traced shadowing, not reflections. And so it's, yeah, I, I I don't know. It looks the same as baked or whatever. I'm not a tech guy on this. It looks the same. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's like um, an AD, AMD's presentation this week on the Radeon, the, the new Radeon stuff, the RDNA 3 stuff. They're like um, ray trace shadows coming to Halo Infinite multiplayer. And I'm like, why? Yeah, the ray trace yeah. shadows why? seem like the worst. Don't care. Thing. Multiplayer. Like, believe me, I'm not looking at the shadows when I'm playing a competitive match right. of multiplayer. That makes no sense. Exactly. A waste of time. Um, 
Last super chat from uh, I'll get this one damn real quick. Sure. Uh, Luke, our friend over at uh, Xbox Expansion Pass, two dollars super chat. Good to be back on Cast Co op Ains, absolutely. So, our sideshow we do here at Season Gaming Cast Co op with me, Luke, and Joe from the trophy room. We had our first episode this week after like five weeks, it's been a long time, so uh, it was definitely a good time. Check that out. Mm. Thanks, sir. All right, guys, the conversation I've been waiting for PlayStation VR 2. So let me run down the details. Let Put me get through them. Let me get through them before we before we talk. So PlayStation came out this week. We got the blog post. Let me get through it. <laughs> blog, <laughs> blog post about the launch of PlayStation VR 2. So the details are it is launching on February 22nd. Pre-orders will go live on PS Direct on November 15th. Just for clarity's sake, as I know we have an audience that listens from all over, and this was weird. They called this out, but it is what it is. In the U.S., U.K., France, Germany, Belgium, Netherlands, and Luxembourg, you can only order the PSVR 2 through PlayStation Direct. So if, if you're looking to get this and you're not, you haven't gone through Direct before, get an account, get set up, get ready to get logged in because it's the only way you can get it. In other countries, they said it will be select retailers. They didn't announce them yet. I even the right. <laughs> the price is, yeah. I've got comments on that as well to get to, yeah, but okay, no, the no. um the price uh is obviously the big topic here, which is in the US it's gonna be $549.99. It there is a $599 bundle that comes with Horizon Call of the Mountain. Wait, uh, you don't get a game with that $549? That doesn't seem really okay. Sorry. See, <laughs> I, I tried to tell you to let me get through this. See? <laughs> so $599 uh euros. 529 pounds and 749 in Canada. The interesting thing is the Canada price is equivalent currency wise to the US, but it's even it's about $600 equivalency in euros and pounds. Um, and then the only peripheral they're launching with is this charging station for the actual controllers called the Sense, and that's 50 bucks if you want that. PlayStation is planning 2 million units for global launch in February. Um, and that's pretty much all the blog said. They didn't announce any new games. They didn't announce any new details. They didn't even give you a video or a presentation. It was literally a blog post giving these dates, prices, and uh, pre-order on the 15th. That's what they told you. So there we are. So let's start with the obvious one, guys. 549 for the, the base model as it stands. 599 with Horizon. Uh, go. Well, I know what Hoag's opinion is, so I'll start with mine, which is sure. obviously different. Um, I I think five forty nine is too high for the console market. I think it's it's very it's very high. It's all it's going to be a tough pill to swallow for people in that space. Uh, that said, the uh, console gaming market is still what we'd call a core gamer, or was what what uh, Hoag always calls hardcore gamer. Um, and every single chance he gets, um, and, uh, the, uh, and I think that that market a wants high end experiences. That's why they, they, uh, don't plan mobile games and, and, uh, probably wouldn't play like a, a quest to, uh, for a ton. Um, and B is willing to pay if they can get experiences that they can't get anywhere else that are up to their standards. And so 
I don't think you do that with a $200 headset that competes with the MetaQuest. I think that that falls flat. I think it kind of already did that with the PSVR one where they were sort of shooting for that market and, and missed a little, which granted that was their first attempt and the VR market was in a completely different place back then, yada, yada, but it, it's still an interesting use case or a, a case study rather. Um, I think that, um, Right now, if you want to get into high-end VR, your options are buy a $1,000 headset, buy a two to $3,000 PC, and then uh, play play uh, games that and hope that the third party supports you. I think that there is a market for a mid-tier priced headset that can do the stuff that you can do on the Valve Index and that sort of thing. And I think 549 is a great price for that market. Now, if that how big that market is or if it exists or if they can sell it, I think will really come down to software. And I think that Sony is uh, betting on the fact that they can provide great first party software that will make the adoption of this platform worth it and will get people into high end VR, which we just <clears throat> got done talking about how, you know, gaming is a spectrum and I want to push everybody over as far as they can into the, the hardcore. Um, and uh, I think, uh, I think that this has an opportunity to do that if they provide the software. It's really just going to come down to can they create killer apps that absolutely crush it and provide a reason to grab this? Because I don't think they're going to be successful with just third party software because the people who are the hardcore of the hardcore have already built their $3,000 PCs and got their headsets ready and all that stuff. So. It's an interesting question. I'm not at all surprised at the price. I guessed $599 when we were on this uh, show a, a couple months ago. Not at all surprised. Um, but I think that their strategy is great and makes sense if they've got software. And if it doesn't, it's going to be terrible and it's going to fail. And so I, I, I think that there's an opportunity here. And I get why people's reactions are the way they are because it's the console market. But I think... Uh, it's really just going to come down to software. So I'm interested to see what happens. I'll probably be picking it up just because, um, you know, there, if, if you, if you don't believe Sony can provide the hardware, then you can just simply wait for the hardware to be there. And the early adopters will probably pick it up and own it before there's anything good to do with it. So I'll probably pick it up as soon as I need to review something on it. Um, and that's, <clears throat> you know, I'm, I'm interested to see what they do. <laughs> oh your face is killing me uh so I'll, I'll add my commentary uh as well um uh because i know i know based on our dms hoke has some different thoughts i think uh then honestly travis's thoughts mirror mine uh we have different assumptions as to success rate and viability which we can talk about uh but, oh, okay perfect but, but actually travis and i are, are, are in pretty close agreement uh okay. with the exception that this, is, that this is a good strategy so we'll okay. talk about that. So, yeah, it's funny. So uh, I am buying this. Uh, I am of the opinion that um, I, I kind of agree with Travis's point, or maybe both your points, that from a technology perspective, this shouldn't be that surprising. Um, I am also of the opinion that I think I was talking to some others about this this week, and I think that the age-old uh, kind of adage of the console market, right? There used to be the belief a console couldn't be over two ninety nine, and it wouldn't sell. And you, we've all lived through those generations, right? And I, I, I believe, and we'll see, obviously. And the timing of the economics right now in the world is an interesting kind of uh, thought process relating to this product launch too. But I think, generally speaking, I think that the console market 
is a different market now than it has been in generations past. And I think that, you know, we just had two $500 consoles launch simultaneously two years ago. And I think if we go back to when we were younger and obviously inflation aside, right? I think that that would have been looked at as a, a death now. And I think it's the opposite. The PlayStation 5 and Series X are selling faster for each respective company than any prior generation. So I think that there is a market that's bigger than I think maybe some people like myself even have assumed for higher end peripherals in the console space. And I am one of the people who has been asking for that. I said, give me a PS5 Pro and an Xbox Series XXX that are $800 and I would buy them Um, and give me. And I may be a small percentage of the market, of course, but I think that I can't simultaneously ask for a higher end VR unit that's console compatible, right? Outside of PC. And then when they make it, complain about the price. I can't do that, right? So you can. I, yeah. I, oh, <laughs> well, we, we I can think talk about this, right? Because I think Ains, that this, uh, this is your comment period, but I, I want to ask this question, sure. which is like, I'm of a similar mindset. I'm with you and Travis on actually, I wish this were higher specs. Uh, And then I could pay a little bit more for it, except that I also fundamentally understand that the ecosystem, the product that I'm buying, if it isn't supported and if you can't get enough bodies in the door, then it doesn't make sense. Yes, you could sell me personally a $2,000 PlayStation 5. It'll be me and Travis and Ames and nobody (laughs) will make a game for the three of us. Dan will be there. Dan will be there. We got four Dan will buy it. Dan will buy it. Dan won't no, oh, oh, no, no I think Dan's, Dan's I, son will I, take his credit card and buy it, and then yes. Dan will borrow it. I think we're all in agreement because fundamentally, as Travis pointed out, and I think we all agree, content is going to be king here and absolutely critical to this. And if not, and there's probably that chance where even if they get good content, it could still be in trouble, but that's a different conversation, right? But I think the biggest concern for me going into this as a day one adopter, and I think other people I've spoken to about this, to your point, Hogue, is, is this going to be another Vita? The Vita well, was a- worse than the Vita. Yeah. yeah, the Vita was a tremendous piece of tech. I adore the Vita. It was an amazing piece of tech for when it launched. Mm-hmm. It, you know, Sony kind of threw everything at it for like a year, and then they just basically threw their hands up in the air and said, oh, well. Got bored. Um, get ready for that press. Get, get ready for that interview. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and that's what I'm concerned about here. So mm-hmm. it, it's going to be an interesting thing to watch. I, I, I do think this will be supported better than the Vita. I do think that. And the reason I think that is because if you, if you, well, if you look at where their uh, investments are PlayStation through 2015 or 2015, Jesus, 2025, which is, uh, has been laid out by Jim Ryan, their three-year plan, right? There's core detail into where that funding is going. And there's a lot of funding going into this space and mobile and PC space, basically non-console space. Um, So I hope my fingers are crossed that we see PlayStation support this as they should for a substantial period, unlike DeVita. But I absolutely 100% get the concern. I have it myself that it may, uh, it may be a different story. They straight up murdered it in the crib. They took the baby. And I'm VR, sorry. My headset disconnected yet again. Put it in the crib. They straight up murdered it is what Sony did here. And I, I respect you guys wanting the tech and the comments that I get on my video, for instance, if you want to check it out at whole law on YouTube, where I talk about them murdering this particular baby in the crib. Uh, and the comments that I get is, well, you shouldn't have expected any less for the tech. That's fine. Everybody tells me the tech looks awesome. That's great. I'm thrilled for it. Then the mistakes were made years ago <laughs> when they designed the thing. 
because it's not going to be supported by this market. It is not going to be supported by this market. I don't know where the PlayStation VR ended, uh, but it was in the tiny percentage of base PlayStation 4s that were out there in the market. This will do worse, uh, in my opinion. And it will do worse because they have priced themselves out in the worst economy that any of us have ever seen. Uh, and they are going to support it like they do. Look like it's all big and all supportive for, I would actually say, you said a year, I would say like two years. And then there will be an interview with Mr. Ryan in 2025 or whatever. So, you know, we really, we're proud of that team. We're proud of the tech we put out there. Turns out it just didn't have, didn't have the market. People weren't interested in it like we thought they were because they're idiots. Because they asked you to buy into a PlayStation VR with the PlayStation 4 ecosystem that they then didn't support crossing over the generational divide, which has hundreds of games that would have made this land much better for the PlayStation VR. So you say, well, the tech prevented them from doing that. Eh, any engineering problem can be solved. They didn't want to invest in solving that. They wanted to go into a different direction. They, instead, they put that onus on the developers to go figure out how to solve it and hopefully get a copy to you. Then they said, well, you could trust us, bro. We're not going to announce any games except this first-person Horizon game. We're sure it's going to be great. You're going to love it. It's going to be fantastic. We don't know anything else that we're going to make at all. We have no launch titles to announce for you when we're going to drop this price bombshell on you. And then here's some 11 titles you can look forward to sometime in 2023, which to a man are Oculus Quest 2 cast-offs. Get excited, PlayStation VR 2 investors, uh, because we're going to make sure that you're supported with these products. There is nothing to get excited about. And you say software support, which I tend to agree. I put that in my video. Yes, that's honestly going to be king, except it's already proven to not matter with the strategies that Sony has pursued. Astrobot VR is maybe the best VR game I've ever played. Yes, Travis, I know. I haven't played Alex. I'm very sorry about that. But Astrobot <laughs> you should. So that's why you, that's my point is that if I can interject just for one second, yeah, of course. my point is that there, there's a whole world of VR that's inaccessible and it's inaccessible because there's no device that does what the PSVR two does. It can't let you easily. And for a somewhat reasonable price, at least comparatively, let you play games like Alex. And if they make experiences like Alex and they put it on the VSVR two, it will crush. It will do, it will, I mean, it, it's just going to be, it, it will it'll blow it, it out because it, you can't do that. It won't. You need adoption. You see, Travis, this is the problem that you're having now, even with Alex, is that nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. VR needs to actually have helmets on people's heads, and there will not be market penetration with these idiots at Sony and what they just put out there. That is what's going to happen. They are going to kill VR for a decade, and I am resentful of these morons that are the stewards of our industry. All right, well... Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't have any comments on who's an idiot, but I, I will say that um, I, I, I guess my, my main thing is that they wanted to make a high-end VR headset. They did it at a price that's probably for the best that anybody could have hoped for, right? Like they they got they got us at a at a price that's less than a thousand dollars and and you know that's sort of the market standard right now. Um, and I think that it's because they want to create experiences that could only be played on that sort of device and that elevate making a quest competitor to me is the worst thing they could have done. It's sort of just a me too. It's not a, uh, it's not a, uh, kind of, uh, like leading the way it's, it's, it's going to, uh, handicap what their developers can do, which is a huge problem in the VR industry right now, because everything has to be able to work on the quest because the quest is the only thing that sold units. And so everybody makes their games. Support. I, I, I think I think it I think it has headsets. it has it has the potential to change if Sony leads the way. And You're so I think this economy backwards, Travis, and I love you. I love you, man. 
but you're I, I, I get that the I get the economy's bad. I'm sort of looking at it as a that'll figure itself out. Well, no, I don't we'll mean the, I don't mean the macro economy. I mean the virtual reality economy. That that the the quest is going to drive developers. And so what you're going to get is a series of cast-offs that don't use the PlayStation VR 2 for whatever reason that you got. And so you what you wound up buying a quest that's double the price with a box that you need that also Yes, so so that th- that is that is the Sony fail state. If Sony lets Quest continue to lead the way with games that work on them and then they port them over, 100% agree. That's why I was saying be, first party is so important. It's going to be a failure. My <laughs> I think Sony's bet and my point is that if you believe in Sony, you probably think they can do this and if you don't, then don't buy it and wait and see if they prove you wrong. I I I always say don't be an early adopter because it's just there's no point in putting your money on and betting before you you know have as many facts as you'd want. But I think what Sony's betting with this is that they can drive experiences that will make developers go, that's what we've wanted to do on VR. We can't because the Quest is the market leader. And if you can give an alternative that has those specs, we are going to move to you and we're going to no. develop all of our stuff on you. And the Quest <laughs> is going to be destroyed because the and they're going to take have- it to their CFO and they're going to be like, all right, thank you. How many out there are how many PlayStation VR 2 headsets out, are, are out there? How many Quest 2 headsets are out there? Get your ass working on the Quest. Get my get out of my office. <clears throat> that is that is definitely a possibility. I think that what they're hoping is that their killer apps can drive a lot of people. And to your point, if Half-Life Alex couldn't drive people to $1,000 headsets and $2,000 PCs, probably nothing can. But could Half-Life Alex draw people to a $500 headset? I think it could have. I think it would have been way more popular of a game if it was at that consumer level, if it was on console, so you don't have to go and build your own PC. And if it didn't cost $1,000 for the headset, I think it would have been way, way, way more played. And so I'm just hoping that that's, <laughs> the, that's as close as we're going to get. That $500 headset is going to be the enough it'll, what it'll is be low enough for people to get to it so I mean, so so nick says a comment here i think is relevant ps vr2 has an advantage for some no facebook involvement so that i think let's not forget in this conversation playstation's global uh brand power uh because as, as they were the they last certainly have i am this angry have because they were the hope okay no 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 that's what i'm saying it like so I was looking it up while you guys were talking. So I, I don't know if there's more updated sales data, but as of January 2020, so nearly three years ago now, PSVR one had crossed five million units. Um, now, uh, who know, you know, we can define what that looks like. But again, PlayStation, right? If they get a percentage of that onto the scene and they're investing in first party VR development, which we know which they, they are. are, it's literally yeah. in their data. Um, there, to there's a possibility. I'm, I am, I am with you, Hogue from a from a uh kind of this is going to sound hilarious i'm with you from a logical perspective which is units aren't there too costly for development there's another option over here that has five times ten times whatever the unit count is why would we develop resources over here when we can do here i mean the, the simple math of game development seems to be true there but i can see a pathway to travis's kind of viewpoint which is first party development plus playstation's brand awareness plus at the end of the day it is a lowest priced option especially if you already own a ps5 which we know 25 million people already do there is a kind of additional uh there's a an algorithm here that can be pieced together potentially they think so that's why they just did it yeah Yeah. potentially 
I, I think that they do. And the reason I think that this is a better move than them making a quest competitor, which I think, Hogue, you're kind of advocating for because you wanted a cheaper model. Well, I think they and... should have despec. I think they could have made something much stronger than the quest at a quest comparable price. So uh, the reason that I think that that would have been a bad strategy is because I think that the games industry should be aspirational. And I think that your goal is to see where, what, what experiences the developers want to make. Now, as a platform holder, it's your responsibility to try to enable those things. And so I would be willing to bet Sony, PlayStation, they talk to the developers they have internally about what they want to do. They probably consulted with third party. And I guarantee you the number one complaint they heard, and I know this because every VR developers talked about it, is that the fact that Quest is leading the way limits the stuff they can create. And so Sony is trying to give them a pathway to create the stuff they want to create. And you so I think that- You can't make the market that doesn't exist. You have to respond to where the people live. I love you developers. I, I, I want I more think... powerful things. I want to be in a holographic- Star Trek Enterprise room, right? You, but you that's can't, not you can't going to happen market. if people aren't buying into your product. Okay, well, I disagree that you can't make a market that doesn't exist. I think that's how markets emerge, right? You you create something you and then- force it. Yes, yes, you can. All right. You, you create the market. That's what you do. You build something and the people will come, right? So like if you, if you create an experience that is worth the cost of entry to get into PSVR 2 and everybody's talking about it and it's it's something that that everybody wants to be a part of. I can't even tell you how many die. tech companies I know that have gone under with we'll build it and they will come. That is of that course, is hope. But think that think is about how many have, of hope. Think about how many have succeeded with that. You have to take chances. This is this you, is the model of startups. That's why there's you're gonna 10 blow to up one. VR. You're 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 pandering to developers that don't have any idea how to sell their games into the market is going to blow up the entirety of the market, at least for high end. I, I think I think that it probably will not because we already have a high-end VR market that exists and it has yes, a it can, higher can, barrier of entry. High-end VR and, can exist at the current level it is currently at. These are the people that come into my comments like, oh, it's comparable to these other ridiculously priced things. Fantastic. If you want the six people that go to fancy San Francisco bars and get scoop bagels all every day, on, you can have on. that as the market. <laughs> you're better than that, Hug. You don't got to – come on. You're, you're you a lawyer who – No, you guys are – you're, you're, you're California, right? If you want – the freaking Silicon Valley, San Francisco Bay, California VR market, you can have it. It's going to support six people with, with a VR device. That's what it's going to support. I, I, I think that that is a... Well, I won't even touch on the kind of belittling. <laughs> of the San Francisco and, uh, I'm not belittling. You got I mean, uh, come on, come on. You're a guy with an advanced degree who speaks exclusively in $20 words. So I don't think you have any kind of like horse to be on of I'm a folksy, you know, I'm just the people's champion. So let's just put that aside. All right. And I, I think that they're, they're the market of the perceived, oh, it's these people with all these money. There are hobbyists out there. The Quest is a huge product. There's lots of people with PCs that are expensive. And I think that if you can meet somewhere in the middle, there's a market there. There's got to be. All right. You say lots of people. And I'm giving you that it'll sell 2 million units. That's a lot of people. You can, you can fill stadiums with the number of people that that is. It's not going to make that market work or make developers make games for it. Sony will abandon it. Time will tell. And I, I think Time that there is tell. A, I'm looking forward I, I think, to the tape yeah, on and look, Hogue, I, I, I think I think I I think there's a good chance that Sony does abandon it. I think there's a good chance that Sony is unsuccessful with making software that brings it there. That doesn't mean that it's impossible. It doesn't mean that it's I, even unlikely. I think that if Sony put their effort there and created experiences, they could beat the quest because there's a there's a desire there. There's a desire both from okay. the developers 
There's a desire from developers to make better experiences. And there's a desire from players to play better experiences. And I think that a couple hundred more dollars to do that, if they can do it on PlayStation, could be successful, but it's all about software. And so I think that you even watch if Sony the, abandoned their library like four years after they started it, there I'm with you. No trust. I'm with you, Hogue. I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I agree think, too. I, I'm yeah. with you. I think, I honestly think it's a coin toss. I really think they could get lucky and their software could crush it. And then they'll be like, oh, well, now we've sold 10 million units. Let's support it. I think there's also a, a 50% chance that that doesn't happen. But I don't think that that means that. The takeaway from that is, oh, well, let's not try. Let's not be aspirational in our art or in the, the games industry. Let's just appeal to the lowest common denominator based on price and not enable developers to create the stuff they want. Let's have I, something called a business strategy. I, I, it's amazing. I get it, man. But there's there's a middle ground. If you don't try new things, sure, 10 and one tech companies fail, but the ones that succeed change the world. That's why we play at this game. That's why we're here, right? You no, take you play the risk. that game to make money. Sure. <laughs> Sure, you but you make you make money on the tenth. That's on the one that you the, do. That's yes, I, I, I'm venture capital, and you make a lot of money. But I, there's no progress without risk. And I think Sony's I think taking a risk. And if they back up their bet, if they back it up with software, I think they'll be successful. And I want to live in a games industry where we make those kinds of bets. No, see, the thing risk about a risky all. proposition is that it is a risky one. We can evaluate those things right now sure. and say this is stupid on its head. Sure. I, I think that it's <laughs> ambitious on its head. If Sony supports it, it could succeed. If they don't, then we'll just be looking at another failed Sony uh, attempt. And that could happen, Hogue. I, I kind of think it happened with the PSVR 1. But again, I, I don't want to write them off before I see the software. I haven't seen the software, which is a little disconcerting. But You think there's a reason if, for that, Travis? Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I get you. But look, we know they're developing games. We know developers want to make games for a higher-end platform, but they don't make Alex-like experiences because they saw that very few people pay, played Alex. I think that's clear. But there's there's a desire here, and Sony's taking the bet. And I, as the ever the optimist, want to believe that they're going to back up that bet and, and, and do it. I, I just want, and I I want think to you're undervaluing the risks of a bet this stupid. This is taking the house cards and going home when I, they fail. I don't, I don't think there's any We've bet. already had Microsoft opt out of this, right? So Sony is going to get dinged on this and they're, and they're going to end things. I, th this is coming from a person that loves VR. I am one of the staunchest advocates for VR experiences and, and VR headsets. And what I saw literally was them making an, a complete misplay on both the nature of the outstanding economy, which, you know, you could say it'll, it'll fix itself. Nah, but it, it's going to be a problem just in that term. And then actually looking at what they're offering and seeing a history of a company that's abandoned its products in this exact market, try to upsell you on the future with nothing, nothing. This wasn't a state of play. This wasn't a video presentation. This wasn't trailers. This was here, we are going to demand 600 plus tax for you to play anything on this thing. Get excited. So let me let me add, add a, a conspiracy theory to that comment because I agree with you. I thought it was very weird to do this via blog post. Let me let me post something to you guys and get your thoughts. And we have a lot of thoughts in the chat real quick. So let me cover a couple things. There's there's a mix of comments in the chat about uh, this could succeed if, uh, you know, basically, basically there's a mix on both sides. Other people are saying, to your point, Hogue, that... Game development is going to dry up for this and it's going to fail um, and it's not going to sell enough, what have you. A uh, couple things. I believe that 
here's my conspiracy theory and tell me if I'm crazy. And that's fine because it's a conspiracy theory. They knew the price was going to be a problem. Mainstream, yeah, when I did. say that, they right? Did, they they knew did. the price was going to be a problem. So you put the date and the price out in a blog post and let these discussions that we're having right now happen. You get that out of the way. We get a state of play in January yep. that shows off PSVR 2 properly and gets people hyped for launch. Months and holidays. Oh, yeah. No, this is past you. This is effectively a Friday surprise, right? I mean, like this was exactly that mode of PR communications, yes. which is you go out and you track. get the torrid affair with the secretary out of the way, and then yeah, you bring exactly. back the stuff that you're going to use on your platform. It's it's exactly yes. that. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I, I agree. I agree with that, and I think that um, the early reaction to uh, they didn't show anything, and I have no reason to be excited about this, and it's all just ports. One hundred percent with you there. I'm looking at this from a like. What do I think Sony's strategy is? And I think Sony would not be doing this if they didn't have a software strategy. If they did, then they're idiots. I'll be the first one to agree with you, Hogue, and be like, wow, why, wow, why did they do this? They're they're dumb and they'll probably they could abandon it, that sort of thing. I'm not saying this is a sure thing at all. I'm just saying I support bets. I don't think any high-risk bet that is uh that, that's goal is to drive the industry forward and enable better art or more ambitious art is ever bad and i will i will be the first guy to be like yeah do it take that risk let's see what happens because it's going to figure itself out right like sony's probably going to be fine if the psvr doesn't succeed they were fine with the psvr one i will say this the one thing that still just kills me about the psvr2 and that i think is worse than the price decision by a lot is backwards compatibility. Yeah, no, the backwards. I, I think I think that's just straight up a bad idea, yeah. and it make it makes me upset that that's a thing. Yeah. So agree. I'm on your side. So there. here's where I want to take I think the conversation it's a completely next. Different conversation if they have that backwards compatibility, Travis. I think so. I do. Yeah, it, it definitely changes the conversation. That, yeah. I, to and me, Dana, that's a bit. To me, people are focusing on the wrong problem. The price, I'm like, <clears throat> I, that's what I expected. The backwards compatibility thing. Unforgivable. No, that's Such a, that's a, a bad idea. Bird. That's a straight yeah. up double bird to you guys. Thanks for the money. Peace out. <laughs> yeah. So Peace let up. me uh let me comment on this because this is the other big aspect that plays into that, I believe. And Gecko has a super chat here. I'm just gonna take Dan uh real quick. Sure. So he says six euro super six euro again. Super chat for Gecko Gamer. The price only makes sense if it's PC compatible. And I think hmm. the reason I feel wow. one, I've had some conversations about that this week uh which i think is an interesting play but i believe if you've been paying attention to where playstation is developing right now in this space they are creating their own launcher their own pc-based launcher for first-party playstation because quite frankly playstation likes to control their money they don't like taking cuts it's the reason going back all the way to the beginning of this conversation you have to go through direct is because literally in their investment portfolio of what they're talking about in their fiscal results, they are have a sharp plan to increase their direct revenue. Well, and so, Ains, they have a history this year of really delivering on the things that you buy directly from them, collector's <laughs> editions and, and whatnot, right? Not, you're not lying, man. They need, yeah, I'll leave that one alone, but uh, that, that's a good uh, callback. Um, <laughs> damn it. Um, so I think, to the, the long-term conversation, what I'm going to find is interesting is if they do not, I think their big picture is to get PlayStation more directed to PC. We already know that. Get their launcher out and then tie together this PSVR 2 platform to the degree like we're talking about here where you tie it all together. Now, could they completely fail in that? It get delayed, have issues? Absolutely. Uh, if it comes together, it could be interesting to watch. But uh, there's a lot of ifs in that plan i would say yeah 
I, they're even sillier than I think if they try to compete on a PC launcher side. Yeah, they're, I, they're building it as we speak. Yeah, I think um, the PC thing is purely so they can get access to those libraries would be my guess and give more kind of value to that uh, high price. Because if you can plug it in and play like your existing library on PC, that sort of alleviates some of the backwards compact complaints, although you would have to buy them on a completely separate platform. But um, I, I think that being able to do more with the headset isn't a bad thing, but I think it it's probably, it should not be a major part of the strategy, in my opinion. I think there's other headsets you can buy that you can plug into a PC. In fact, Quest sells some of them. They'll let you use your entire, um, or sorry, not Quest, Meta sells some of them that uh, let you use your entire library there. So I would just well, say, Quest is PC probably, what's that? The Quest is PC compatible. That's what I'm saying. So like, I, I think that that's a problem. It, it's not differentiating. It's not gonna, if they can create a console where, they've got a unique library of experiences and you can get there way cheaper than you can on the PC model. Plus you can plug your headset into a PC and play games you own there. Great. But if their strategy is to try to snake away the PC market from quest, well, they're not going to have a different. I mean, the one thing we do know is do we, we can tell from the 11 games is that the, the Oculus ports are going to swamp whatever they release first party. I mean, there's going to be 600, oculus ported games on the playstation vr2 so they're not going to have a differentiation point except for what they deliver personally exactly so, so i mean they're hoping they're gonna... it's nintendo switch and that it's not a nintendo wii u exactly yeah and i think <laughs> uh, the uh the the software probably matters more yeah 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 not the so... nintendo's i mean the switch <laughs> yeah, doesn't exist without nintendo software the wii the wii u had some software. I mean, it was just a Wii U has morning. half the Switch's library. What are you talking about? No, exactly. The Switch is just a, <laughs> it's just a sequence of Wii U games. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I actually think that the problem with that was the hardware because it just it it didn't do the thing we all assumed it would do, which was let you play on. It, we wanted the Switch, and when we got the Wii U, yeah. But the thing it about the PSVR, gap. the PSVR two, it does exactly the thing we want it to do. It is the high end headset that does not cost. It doesn't do the thing I want it to do. No, which is, we haven't talked about the fact that Wireless. it's wired to a freaking box. I was waiting for you to bring that one up. Um, <laughs> I mean, I didn't want to. I don't want to pay for a two thousand dollar headset, which is what you'd have to pay for it to not be wired and provide experiences that it's going for. Again, I think it's the strategy of they want high end. They're not. And you think it's the best of both worlds, and I think it's the worst of both. We'll, <laughs> well see well, what the market I, says. I no, I I don't think it's the best of both worlds. Wired is not best. I think I no, think best in terms of price. You, pri you the, the price and it's uh, a compromise. High not best of both worlds. Yeah, it's a compromise. But I, right, there I are think three worlds here, and it's best of two. I don't know what you want. <laughs> best, it's high end, which I like. It's not, it, and it's wired, which I don't like. So it's really just I got I got half of what I wanted. But uh, the fact that the price isn't. Uh, at levels of what it would have to be to be a wireless. Yeah, I mean, is, I mean, yeah, it depends on you're talking about purely about processing power. I mean, it's using the PS5. So, I mean, that's exactly you, if you're unwired, you're going to get it. I mean, I have a Quest 2. Uh, it's low end VR because it's exactly encapsulated. It's, you know? So if if they were going to pick to go uh, wireless, but be low end like the Quest, I think that would have <laughs> been a mistake. And I think that they went the right route given today's current technology. Do I wish it was wireless? Absolutely. Of course. Um, but honestly, the the uh, wire didn't bother me too much when I'm playing super high end stuff because that experience is so immersive and crazy. You kind of forget about the wire pretty quickly. Biggest problem with VR, at least where I live in San Francisco, finding the space to play it. I mean, that's just nobody where I live has like a open area to play VR. So I've had to <laughs> engineer one in my house, but it's pretty rare here. I'm sure that's not a problem where you guys live, but. 
something I was. No, thinking. we don't no. have those small apartments out here, but uh, we do have large spaces to walk around in. Yeah, we go we we go out into the cornfields <laughs> of Kansas. Time. Yeah, and, and well, I, I hear I hear you guys have like spare rooms. Me. Every time I hear spare room, I'm like, what? A spare yeah. room? I couldn't imagine that. That's crazy. <laughs> You have spare rooms. Yeah, yeah multiple mm-hmm. spare rooms. Um, I can't imagine that. It's brutal. So uh, we got a super chat from Tao in the house. Yeah, Tao with the $5 super chat. As a non-VR user, I just don't think it will survive. I can buy, but I don't want to. I hope it does. <laughs> and I might get it into it for a, or into a year or so later down the road. Uh, but Hogue wins. So. Bet. That's fair. And to be fair, I wouldn't bet on this because I think it's a 50-50 gamble. And I, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not confident at all that they'll succeed. I admire that they're trying and I hope it's a legitimate try. I hope it's not just, you know, them yeah. putting this okay, out. That's where I'm at. I, it's like, yeah, I, I just, I, I, I want to believe. <laughs> yeah. I want to believe. I just think it's, it's kind of a, a pessimistic take to be like, Hey, you know, this is all just them trying to grab money and they're never going to support it and blah, blah, blah. Like, well, I don't think this is grabbing money. I think they're pot committed to years of engineering expense. And this is how it looks when a company does stupid things to follow R and D again. So you yeah. could take, you know, that approach or you could take, hey, they're investing and they're they're trying to make this work and they're trying to change the industry. And I think I prefer to live in that world mentally. <laughs> I just and I, I think we'll see either way. It'll either again, it'll be a switch or it'll be a Vita. Like one of those one of those things is going to happen. I'm hoping it'll be a uh, switch, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was a Vita. That's all I'm saying. I think it's I'm thinking it's going to be a Vita plus. It'll be better than the Vita, but it won't be <laughs> certainly we're not going to be a switch. I mean, you never know. If they have software, it'll be a switch. I'm looking for Travis to write the why VR failed article for IGN in 2026. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll be happy to write it because I I don't I, I'm not you know uh, no, thank you just naive about this. Like I know that there are <laughs> risks and it could fail, and I'd be happy to write that article about why it did. I just think that uh, it's too early to tell, and I want to believe that Sony has a plan and that it's going to work out. That's all. Uh, Gecko says. More importantly, will it outlast a lettuce? Yeah. sure <laughs> that, that for prime minister it's gotta outlast stadia right i mean it's gonna outlast liz that's yeah and prime minister stadia Dan, you... what, is, what is stadia moment to moment 18 months i think so it, almost i think two less years. than two years right around so two Sony's years he's not going to announce Amazing. like a like a fail state but I, I wouldn't be surprised if if you're getting some of those talks about why it's not why are people not buying the vr2 uh, 18 months out from launch yeah i think that could yeah. that could definitely happen if the software is not there and the timing of the software sony's been working on vr games for a while in the quiet i'd like to believe they have a couple tricks up their sleeve they're gonna blow us away but if they're all the horizon you know experience on vr it's not gonna work out and i just i i'm you know, I'm hopeful. I'm well, glad that they're taking the risk. It's better than not taking the risk and doing the safe thing and just putting out a quest clone that you can play on your PlayStation. I, I just don't I don't like the lack of ambition there. So I would the I would uh comment on your horizon take there. So and, and believe me, I'm not defending because we haven't truly seen it or played mm-hmm. it or anything of that nature. But according to their own statements, this horizon call a mountain game is not an experience, it's a fully fledged eight to ten hour single player game. Yeah, I think um, the pocket article I said oh. said they thought it, they they were told six at the time. So we'll see. I'm okay. interested in that. The reason I said that it's an experience is because it sort of feels like it's hanging on the coattails of a the bigger game they actually want to sell. It's not. Oh, an I agree. Additional IP. I agree. And so that's the reason it it kind of reminds me of like the Batman experience where it's like okay, you well, can do Batman. It's technically its own game. It's kind of a tech demo, right? But that's what yeah. I'm. They've they've 
when they came out and kind of clarified, they tried to go against that me- mentality yeah. that it's they certainly that, did we'll with see. their they certainly did with their fifty dollar price between the two packages. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't think that they've um they've made a good argument for why this is going to be as big as it is. I understand it because I'm deep in the VR world and I know what they're doing, right? But like they're. PR their push with this explaining what the horizon game is explaining why this headset being $550 is a good thing so far it's been non-existent to your point Ains I hope that they have another trick up their sleeve and we got a June you know uh, state of play that just like blows us all away and I'm I'm hoping that that is true because I want to believe but uh, it's possible that it's just not that and that this goes over like a wet fart you know I I, if 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 Hoag's way goes I will not be surprised at all if my way goes, I will be thrilled and, you know, then we'll all be sitting here talking about how happy we all are that they took the risk and did something crazy to push the industry forward. But no progress with that risk. That's all I'm saying. This is a startup guy. Talk <laughs> so you can take clear. educated. I, I'm a startup lawyer. You can. I have I sit across from clients that are like, well, here's my stupid idea. And we got, well, let's, let's break this right. down and make it make sure it but, can work better. Yeah. But your job is to kind of, you know, mitigate the risk. Right. And. My job is to help to, them succeed. try to constrain those dreams a little bit within the realms of, of you know, what's my job possible. is to help them succeed. Correct. If yeah, Sony so. sat down with me three years ago and said, this is our plan. I'd say, all right, I look forward to your next. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So great. So, and so Dan, you've been uh, quiet during this entire conversation. I want to get I'm your thoughts it. on, <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on this from your perspective as uh, you bought PSVR has not the market first one that no. yeah 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 i mean the same time he bought it as me we got the 200 bundle with the games and moss and you know a lot of people seemingly did with psvr1 um which right. kind of in and of itself said it had slow adoption right at the beginning um but what what's your thought on the price are you buying one does does the content um matter above all or are there other things holding you back so the main thing holding me back is that i'm a th- badass um it, it's I, I like to sit and play my video games uh that was my biggest problem with vr was actually having to be slightly mobile um i don't even buy discs because i don't like to get up and put them into consoles so so getting up and actually having moved. to wave my arms around like i played most of my vr if i couldn't play it sitting down that was uh no go so this is the market uh, travis yeah i'm just telling you um, oh, I, I i don't disagree with you there no there, there's and and it's great. It's, I think it's a cool, like, you know, little, yeah, I still think it's kind of niche. I'm going to be honest with you. And yeah, that's not trying to say, you know, it's bad or niche. anything. Cause at the times I did play, I think, like you said, Astrobot was really, really fun. Uh, <clears throat> the Astrobot blood and truth. Music. I had a really good time with. Blood and truth. Uh, Moss was cool. Moss Tetris was really cool. connected was awesome in VR, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that Tetris. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> you guys heard of Half-Life uh, Alex, this game. Have I told you about no. it? No. I hope the rumors of it coming to PSVR 2 are true and not blowing smoke. Uh, that's well, if it's, not, if it's not and you can use your PSVR 2 as your headset on your PC, you could just play it anyway. I don't so. think you can use PSVR 2 on PC. That was Gecko's Yeah, they would have said. If you they would have point. Yeah. Well, because you be said they break. might be the launcher, right? So then you'd be able to well, launch your games from that. That's what I'm saying. But a, but if, a launcher if, would if be PlayStation first party in theory. There'll, there'll be a jailbreak um, type thing like the PSVR. Yeah, because the PSVR, you can do that. You can you can use the Meta Quest to play uh, Half Life Alex if you connect it to your PC and do that. That's sort officially of stuff. So supported. It, yeah, if the PSVR two is on PC at all, you will be able to play Alex. It's just a matter yeah. of time. Yeah, one way or another. Yeah, we have. I have a Quest two here, and, and my kids play tons of Steam VR games. 
like everything basically like it just doesn't run as nicely as it does maybe on a vive or a you know like the high-end stuff that my other son has and you know, I've, yeah, yeah I've, I've seen this stuff it's the the i am not getting it i don't think it's not because of it's, it's six hundred dollars it's mostly because I, I just don't care enough to get it i don't know if the software thing is a big issue as everybody else makes it out to be i mean how many third-party games do you play on your playstation five games probably not many you play mostly on your xbox series x a lot of people buy a ps5 well, or a series x for the first party games right yeah so but there's no out, other option in vr like right yeah. i mean you, you can go buy a pc you know i mean that's that's your other option right i run he runs the quest 2 off of this laptop that i have right and it works Wait, fine quest 2 off of a laptop he's connecting yeah. it even though no problems interesting like, strategy because yeah. you could play the quest 2 without the laptop right. no no no. So but he plays like, like like blade and sorcery or whatever that game is i don't know oh, if it's okay. on the quest so, 2 you know he, he's got more a good game by the way yeah super fun i love watching him play it uh but you know it, it's one of those things where i think yes uh, in, in the long term the software is what's, what's going to keep it going right obviously but i think a lot of people will buy these consoles or or systems for one game or for, i bought a ps4 for mlb that's all I really bought it for. And then like everything else is just like, oh, hey, look at this, you know, because that, that was that was the game I've been missing for so long. And then I ended up getting Horizon and all this other stuff. And I was just like, oh, hey, all right, this is great. You know, it, it was but it's kind of, you know, just extra for me. Um, so I, I think people will buy it. I think the economy is garbage, but I also think people will find that money to to do it. I think you guys said, you know, I think the two million will sell out probably. Uh, so. I don't know. I I don't see it. It's not like the mass market, you know. It's, this isn't like just the console though either, you know. So it's, you know, you have other options and a lot more variety. Obviously, it's very very specific, you know. But that's just coming from a guy that you know basically sits on his couch and eats pretzels a lot. <laughs> so that's that's me. That's who we need yeah. more opinions from. Honestly, it's a good it's a good uh, survey. You're a perfect yeah. uh, survey, Sam. Uh, well, no, and I think to to go further on that point right like we we always joke that we live in this tiny ecosystem and our chat and and mm -hmm. us right we live in the twitter sphere and the gaming community and we know the ins and outs of what's going on on a daily basis if you go out right now and you ask a normal or normal it's maybe not the right word but your your casual uh playstation player right you excited for psvr2 they're gonna be like what no idea i don't think they're gonna have any idea really what you're talking about it's no just clue. there's yeah, there's nothing going on with it in that space, uh, yeah. at least seemingly from what I can tell. Um, so how does Sony fix that between now and February? We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. No clue, man. I'm just I'm, I'm it, like if, if the backwards compatibility thing was a thing, I would have considered it. You know, I actually I probably would have. Big miss. You know, Big miss. Humongous. Because I have a ton of VR PS1 game or PS VR1 games. And, you know, that it doesn't make any sense to me. Now you're, you're you're starting with say like maybe a dozen games at launch if you're lucky, you know, and that's just assuming that that's what we get, you know. It's fine, you know, for somebody like me, you know, it would only take that one game. Maybe it would take like a Half Life, Alex. There's people that buy consoles just for Call of Duty or Madden or whatever it is. So I mean, you could do it, just maybe not in this time in this economy. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> at this I, I, time, I in this economy, in this economy. Um, <laughs> um let me get these super chats real quick yes mariano pampa with the ten dollar super chat uh when are we reaching ready player one vr <laughs> um they actually they have haptics 
they have haptic stuff, don't they? You know. Uh, we won't get there if people just make quest competitors. Yes. I'll say that. The only way you get to Ready Player Vone <laughs> VR is if you take risks <laughs> and are ambitious, <laughs> even when the economy might, you know, might convince you to not do that. You, you had to turn the super chat into a supporting comment. quest competitor. You don't have to immolate your market to blow up your R&D budget to make things that nobody wants. Go be ambitious by growing the market that exists. Yeah, I would uh, say be ambitious and find the market that hasn't been. Travis exploited. doesn't care about you, Sony. He doesn't. He doesn't. I really don't, and nobody away. should. Nobody I should care about. Yes, you companies. should. He's... If you care about VR, you should not want the Keystone major player in VR to die on a fire. If, if, if they died, somebody else would come and fill them up. Companies don't matter. The companies are only useful to us. <laughs> If they are serving us by helping us create, as long as you're an immortal leader of a civilization six nation, then yes, that is true. Somebody will take up the reins. We might be dead a hundred years before they do. You should care about whether or not there are idiots running the things that you care about. If you if you have a stake in PlayStation being successful, you like them as a company, then yes, them taking risks is obviously going to affect you. I don't care about that. I care about the games industry as a whole. I don't care if Xbox or PlayStation's leading it. The creators aren't going anywhere. If PlayStation blew up tomorrow, those people would, you know, create something new. I don't care about Sony specifically, except for yeah. this. They had the chance and they blew it. Well, now they have the chance, and it remains to be seen if they've blown it. The product's not even not. out yet. Okay. We don't, we yes. don't know if they blew it. <laughs> right. You guys you are you're repeating your previous comments, so I'm moving on. Thank you, yeah. Papa. By the way, I did tell Papa when we were in Seattle that uh, I am ready for Ready Player One VR, like the movie, so that when I'm old, I can just lay around and go to different worlds. Um, so I'm ready for that. I let's, do let's that now. Hitman <laughs> and Breakpoint oh my and all these old games that I've played. No, no, no. no. I want to, you know, Ready yeah. Player One style. Come on. Come on, like the, the, the haptic suit and everything. Everything. He, he's like, not going to stand up for that. Yeah. That's craziness. That's craziness. <laughs> uh, I'm, more, I'm, more Wally. I'm more Wally than Project. Or Dan wants a brain implant one. that makes him think he stood up. Yes. There you go. <laughs> and like, like food just appearing in my mouth. That would be perfect. Yeah. Couch gaming. Couch gaming with the $1.99 Super Chat. Are any of Sony's top studios making VR? I think a lot of them are, but maybe I'm wrong. We have no idea. Yeah. So they, what we do know, Couch Gaming, is uh, we know the investment. We know the financials around what they're investing in specific areas of development. They have not broken that down by studio. There's some, I did a video, you can find it on our channel, about where PlayStation is driving in the next few years. And that really dove into this presentation they did by Jim Ryan around their investments and whatnot. So you can glean some information there, but they have not specifically, and probably for good reason, because it's not likely happening, your, your Naughty Dogs, your Insomniacs, your, those companies and their core developers are probably not working on PSVR 2 right now. But you have to imagine that first party, they obviously do have working on VR. So again, it remains to be seen what level of talent, what level of output we see. I expect Astrobot too. I expect Astrobot too. It, it, yeah, that one. There's It's also chicken before the egg, right? Like it, I think a lot of people aren't working on this because the this market doesn't exist yet. And so it's sort of, they're creating something that I think a lot of creators want, but they're, are they developing it for it now? No, because they have to develop for the meta quest. That's just what is dominating the market right now. So I think, you, no, we're you talking about PlayStation to... first party PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, saying... So I'm saying that, they, yeah, anyway, they, they can't, no, 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 they no can I get it. it. I get it. But it, chicken before the egg is right because, but at the same time, I think 
to the counter, right, is the only way you build that market is if you have the content. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, they're developing for the. <laughs> hey, Hogue, I, I mean, there's a good chance that happens, but why? Why would we? Why would we uh, assume that that's going to happen? I'm I, a big I, fan I, of good decision making, Travis. I think we just disagree on that. I think. I think. Uh, oh man, you guys having a. You I think you're a lawyer. That's what I think. I think you're a lawyer. Couch gaming, get, yes. You get paid to say no to people. That's I think. I, I think really. I think what it boils down to is that like Ho really got hurt by New Coke at some point. Yeah. Just really, I mean, just I was there too with you, man. I am right there with you. That was the worst. New Coke, the yeah. worst. Yeah. So. As soon as they took the cocaine. Well, out Travis isn't guilty of this. Travis yeah. isn't guilty of this. But there are strings of like the console fight. They're like, well, they're a big company. They analyze these things. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Nope. I, I do. That is that is not my argument. My argument no, I said, is I, Travis. I specifically yeah. said it's not your. Oh, argument. I know. I know. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Like I, I to add on to that. Like I do not think companies make big decisions. That's kind of part of the fun. And like I have no stake in their success or failure. If they go out of business, I just I carry on with my day. You do have uh, a stake but, in VR's success. You just said you're a big VR. But, that, but a, a company's success is not VR success. The Quest still exists if PlayStation goes out of business tomorrow. So does the Valve Index. It's you know if they all failed. I would be sad, but I think that they're not the reason there's so many companies because they is because they know there's a market and people are creating for this. And you should not attach your hopes and dreams to a company. Companies only exist to delight you. And if they stop doing that and are being safe and just worried about the numbers, then you should hope that they die. That's what I have to say. This is a straight up numbers yeah. play, Travis. New they're coke. trying to go get their money back. I don't think that's true. Ball I don't boy think has the be best comment of the day, of by the way. Anyway. No, 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 no. I'm the hopeful optimist and Hogue is the uh, hopeful pessimist. No. As in he's hoping that things go wrong. I do not. I would be <laughs> more than happy if the PlayStation VR 2 took off. I would be thrilled. I just know it won't happen. And that's the sad part of this story. <laughs> All right. Miles in the house. Good to see you, brother. Uh, here to spread the gospel of tales. We're not talking about mana on this show, darn it. But uh, good to see you. Well, that was fun, guys. You you yeah, did exciting. not let me down after our DMs this week. Uh, no. So Amazing. anyone who's uh, tuning into this afterwards, I would love to hear your thoughts on PSVR. Uh, leave us a comment. Leave us a thought. And while you're at it, I'll go ahead and uh, hit that like button uh, while you're here as well. I would appreciate that. One other thing to touch on this week, boys, and that is uh, we got the, the date this week for the Last of Us TV show. Uh, so HBO Max is going to premiere that on January 15th. And they did confirm last night as well. It's weekly episodes. They are not dropping the series on day one. So it's yes. going to be like uh, I mean, that's anything HBO. else. Was there ever a question? Yeah, there was no question. Forget binging. I think, yeah. So uh, that's coming January 15th. I think I know we talked about this when we saw the trailer, whenever it was a couple months ago. Um, and I was talking to some people last night about this. I, I, I'm i really hesitant on this show um, because like two weeks ago. Was it a couple know. weeks ago? OK, maybe. I I, 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 or, or maybe the t the initial announcement. I don't remember. It was the initial trailer. Well, we there was like them. a yeah, there were like shots. There was the tone yeah. poem, but like the, yeah. the first trailer was on Last of Us Day. It was in like the yeah. middle of October. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, so let me let me just pose this question to you guys. What do you want to see out of the show? Would you prefer to see something that is standalone and unique in the kind of Last of Us universe where they tell a unique story with Joel and Ellie? Uh Forget about what we've seen. I'm just asking your personal preference. Or do you think, uh, you know, are you okay with them doing kind of a uh, replay of the main story plots of the first game? 
Oh yeah, I, Joel and Ellie are not compelling characters on their own. It's the plot that drives Last of Us. So I mean, I think they're they're doing the right thing there. I mean, they're just they're ciphers. Yeah, I agree with you. To your 100%. question, do you what do you want to see out of the show? I do not want to see this show. You know, I'm with Travis on that. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I like it's it is you know uh, video video some video game creators parrot Hollywood, which I hate, and now it's Hollywood parroting a thing that parroted them. And it, well, it's, it's like from the, the acclaimed most... mind of video game director Neil Druckmann. Yeah, I have it's, no idea uh, what happened to the co-runner of Last of Us, Naughty Dog. He did not get named in the in the trailer. The acclaimed mind. Yeah, so it's it like it's all the things I don't like. It's a video game pretending to be Hollywood and then a Hollywood pretending to be game. And then also the fact that it's just a show that I, I don't want. I don't care what they do with it. I do not plan on watching it. I could not care less about this series. I just I just don't. Care. I don't I honestly don't plan on watching it, but I don't think there's an option to do a, a fun side quest. See, I think you could do potentially completely different characters that are in maybe things that are mentioned in The Last of Us world. Maybe. But Joel and Ellie, Joel and Ellie is, is that plot. The point of yeah, Joel and Ellie true. is that plot. That's true. And so it's one of the reasons Last of Us Part Two falls on its face so hard. Yeah. Sorry, comments. Uh, <laughs> it's that, it, it was that plot. Man. Uh, Where are you at score-wise with Last of Us 2? I just have to hear the number. Where am I at on the number? Last of yeah, Us Part score-wise, Last of Us Part 2. Score. So I have trouble with the one number. This is why, this is why I Travis out with IGN, because I think it's Great. one of the, the prettiest most artistically compelling games that PlayStation 4's generation put out. I think it is the worst, most pretension, pretentious, up its own ass while delivering superficial messages only story in the history of video games. So, six? Nice. Yeah. It's okay. I'd probably give it a seven, maybe an eight. I, you know, I, I'm, I don't think it's like amazing. I kind of had a lot of the pretentious problems you had, but I thought at least the stealth was better than last of us one a lot, of more, and, lot, lot more gameplay yeah. element story yeah. was yeah, worse gameplay, clearly gameplay was very, better. story is vastly worse than one very very much worse than one yeah also drags um, on too long it's so it, long it, yeah it's it, so does. Long. it does it does pacing's really... real, a real it's very much god of war that it's like oh good look it's another thing on the horizon well god of war ended fairly reasonably i felt like i was playing last of us two for like 40 hours like it was like long dude that game is just it goes well, on, so they and have, on. Their, their major pacing problem is they should have figured out how to sort out the character swap without making it feel like you were tutorializing and meeting a brand new crew. Very I would have point. I would have put Abby and Ellie as a swap point and I would have like Resident Evil 2'd it and then given you the opportunity to get to a credit sequence of some kind with each and then once they're both done have a finishing point. I, I would I, have not made a sequel. I would not have made I would not have made a sequel. <laughs> certainly not with that idea. The, the biggest problem with Last of Us Part Two is they think that uh revenge sometimes isn't fulfilling. It's like just this awesome, my God, Neil was on the toilet one day and he's like, damn, epiphany, bitch. <laughs> but don't worry, because Last of Us Three is in development. Wait, Last really? Us... Part three? Well, not technically, not officially. <laughs> Are you? Are you? Is this a real thing, or is this a? <laughs> I, could have, I could have swore that was announced. Am I losing my okay. mind right now? Uh, last, we need to work on something else, please. please no, I believe see. factions is announced. Factions is going to have a narrative just like as 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 in depth as Last of Us, I believe. But uh, that's, that's Naughty all Dog. You you are one of the most talented developers in the industry. Please work on something new. So many wasted artistic brilliance. <laughs> work on the PSVR too. Make a game for it. Don't let Neil slow down your themes for your adventure action game. Don't let him. Too late. 
Sad Uncharted theme is just the saddest thing <laughs> yeah. ever. Hogue and I are on this train together. That was their one like jubilant kind of Crash Bandicooty thread they had left in their library, and they made it sad. I will never get over the freaking yeah. the credits of Uncharted Four started with da 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 dun dun dun. It's like Jesus Christ. Why is it Thank so you, Rob. Yeah, Rumor, just the Indiana confirmed. Jones. When did Indiana Jones become all sad? Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, oh man. Right. You guys, the way you talk about Neil is the way I talk about like Christopher Nolan, like just so. Far I don't dislike Neil Druckmann. I just, I. He might be a great person. I have no idea. I think Please he worked out his therapy Neil through his video games. It's not great Nolan. for me. Oh, also, no. Christopher Nolan's awesome. How dare you? Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? He's he's also pretentious though. Also Super. pretentious. More yeah, successful pretentious. than Neil. Yeah. Wait, also true. Definitely true. Also true. Well, <laughs> maybe he's don't changing the game. Though. Let me ask you guys this real quick. Do you guys think that? the eight episode 10 episode series or whatever will encompass the entire first game and, they're, they're going and to do the dlc two. we've already seen the shot right. of the carousel yeah, that's part of it too so you think it'll be the whole thing you didn't think it's a good it question I, don't know. I, ha I hadn't considered oh, that good, I don't yeah know. my initial yeah. thought was yes but now that i'm thinking about it it's pretty damn long no. Yeah. I'll say no. Eight hours seems like a little. I think they. I they think they end season through, one on one of those cliffhangers, like winter or one. They of the, definitely get through right. Colorado. You see the end sequence of Colorado in the trailer. Actually, that's true. You do. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, they're going. It's the whole way. It end. It ends really? with. Uh, it ends oh, with you're right. Yeah. No, I think mm -hmm. you're right. Yeah, probably is the whole thing. It ends with the. So line. get ready for. Uh, get ready for the Last most condensed version ever. Torture point. Yeah. The right. truth is, so much of that is stealth. Like if you like, if you break down Last of Us into plot points. I think you can fit it in a season. Yeah, you might be able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah you can. Yeah, and they're not. Sure. It's not going to be like. And now the episode where Joel and Ellie creep around a Pittsburgh department store. <laughs> You're going to go straight to the next character interaction. Um, well, well, we'll see. We missed opportunity see. that department store creeping. <laughs> <laughs> that should be its own game. Was it? Was it a Woolworth by chance? Uh, I'm with you though, Travis. I think it has to be the plot, and it's going to be the same. It's going to be feely, samey, or worse. And what's the point? We have been just ruined by video game. You know, what's the point when industries you know, play it safe and refuse terrible, to man. evolve and take risks? What's the point? Oh, damn it, terrible. HBO. <laughs> HBO. I, I don't. I don't understand. They model, they yeah. film. They put things on film or digital and they make you feel like it's moving in front of you and they tell stories that way. Hey, maybe we get a Last of Us VR game for PSVR too. Let's do it. I mean, Great. They, they sold part one to us. I don't know. What no, it'll saying. be called The Last of You because you're Peter. Yeah. But you're actually, you're actually just a golf club. <laughs> The entire time. That's <laughs> perfect. That's the game. And we're back around to PGA. It's more of an experience, guys. We're back, we're back to, to PGA. PGA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, this has been uh the seasoned everything podcast, episode 226. Uh had strange, a great time man. today. Yeah. That was fun. That? that was fun yeah. today. Uh yeah, others think you said Woolworth. The audience doesn't know Woolworth. I know that was a that was a an old man throwback, but I appreciate you recognizing it. Um coming this week, uh, at least on season gaming side, like I said, uh, we've got the big Halo updates this week. I'm gonna be doing some content for that. Go figure. Uh we've got Ragnarok coming, so we'll talk about all that stuff next week. We may have a season gaming community game night next Saturday. So if you're interested in playing some wild, kind of goofy Halo games, not competitive. Uh, for fun uh, stay tuned to my twitter I'll, I'll announce that i do have a video up right now for patrons but it'll go live for everyone this week uh, on xbox 
um, and some of the comments around the data we saw with Game Pass and their fiscal results and some of the comments from Phil Spencer uh, this week as well, kind of mapping that out. So I talked about that a little bit. And then um, what else, what else, what else? Uh, what to expect from Warzone 2, Modern Warfare Warzone 2 as well. So stay tuned for all that stuff. Uh, start with you this week, Hoke. What you got going on? What do you want to say? Yeah, I'm going to be doing more videos on my channel. You know what I do by now. Business and law, video games, technology, more. Maybe we'll cover PSVR 2 some more. And then hangouts and headlines in the mornings where we talk about a whole breadth of things. Uh, and we were, we're going to have some good headlines, I'm sure. We talked about a lot of stuff last week that was really interesting. The education system in the U.S., the opioid uh, uh, crisis. We got lots of fun things that we're doing on the channel. So if you're interested in anything, come visit us and see if, uh, see if you like what we do. There you go. Travis. Sonic Frontiers tomorrow. Whoa, long preview. Probably tomorrow, maybe Tuesday. And I'm doing some other stuff I can't talk about, getting on a plane to go look at a game soon. So cool. Uh, you can just check me out on Twitter at Ty Guy Travis. And I always check me, you, you out, know. baby. Thanks, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you too, baby. I'm, I'm, can, I'm I expect, can I expect at least one awesome dad pun in the Sonic Frontiers review? Because that's my favorite bit of what you put in your review. Oh, right? yes. Okay. Oh, good. do I have a good one for you? Ooh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. Something to get excited about, people. <laughs> Are you excited about those puns? And uh, yeah, I, 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 follow Hogue as well. On Are, you flying, love Are you flying to Canada by any chance? I'm not <laughs> flying to Canada. Oh, okay. Thank <laughs> God. Um, and, so, yeah, I'm <laughs> Can't stand I those know. mountains. He's going straight to Coruscant. <laughs> Idos, Montreal, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Go hang out up there. The French Canadians. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you guys. I, the the outer the woods are not for me. I am at two with nature. That's really all I can say. Um, Could okay. Could you please rate nature in an IGN review format? Oh, I would, <laughs> love to. I would love to. Re- I would love to write just a just a crushing yeah. review. Paragraph four. The smells. Yeah. He's like you're better off playing Postal Four. Yeah, I've already got a title. It's for the birds. That's what I'll. That's what I'll call my review. <laughs> I thought that was your Elon Musk novel. No. All right. Oh my God, guys, it's been fun. Chat, you've been awesome today. Thank you so much. Anyone listening later, of course, thank you so much uh, for tuning into the big cast here. Always appreciate your support. And of course, we'll be back next Sunday with more antics and uh, seasoned musings, is what we're going to turn this show into at this rate. I kind of like the that, actually. The seasoned experience. The seasoned mm. experience. So uh, have a good week, Drop everyone. Enjoy your gaming. Enjoy God of War. Enjoy Halo. Enjoy anything that you love and play. And we will see you next week. Peace. <laughs>